All right, this is Talking During Movies, a weekly podcast where the conversation is driven by key moments and quotes of the film we are watching. Sometimes our guests have seen and know what the movies are, and sometimes they come in cold. There are three ways to enjoy the podcast. You can just listen. You can listen and drink with us. You can listen, drink, and watch the movie. If you want to know in advance what we'll be talking over, follow us on Twitter at TalkDuringMovie or follow us on Instagram at TalkingDuringMovies. Want us to talk over your favorite movie? Email us at Talking. During Movies Podcast at gmail.com. Talking During Movies is brought to you by The Experience Firm. Define, design, deliver. The Experience Firm is about outrageous experiences that build your brand, get your customers talking, and give you ROI. Simply put, The Experience Firm does what everyone else is afraid to do. I'm fueled by Austin Beer Works, the best damn beer in America, the best damn beer in Austin, Texas. I will challenge you every month to help me drink the brewery dry. And on that note, Let's crack a beer open. Party. Finally, we are brought to you by Dirty Bills, our home away from home, our studio. It is a great dive bar. It is also the worst gay bar in Austin, Texas. <laughs> come here and drink. Come here. Have a good time. Support Leslie and the crew. Uh, tip big. And uh, yeah, you'll have a good time. West, uh, West 6th and Rio Grande. Come on down. co-host is Jason Dick. Jason is a world-famous radio DJ, a dog owner, a pool owner, an avid <laughs> swimmer, a semi-professional golfer, a former Irish spy. Uh, Jason, thanks for uh, making this fun and awkward and mostly awkward. Absolutely. <laughs> Let's do it, other Let, Jason. Let's do it. All right. So we're starting uh, off here. Here we go. We're at three seconds, four, five, six. You are queued up, kids. We're ready to go. So have you seen Step Brothers. Uh, I was going to tell you, this is going to become a recurring theme of this podcast. I have not really seen Step Brothers. I'm aware of the boats and hose. Okay. I'm aware of some of the things, like I've seen some parts, some bunk beds. Yep. Uh, but I've never sat and watched it front to back, so I'm excited to do that with eight beers today. With, with beers and also, uh, even better, not being able to hear it. Oh, right. Oh, yeah, that's so. fine. <laughs> I like to, actually, I like to do that. Every morning when we do the, uh, I'm on, a, on another radio show. Uh, we have the news on mute, and I kind of just like to make up my own story that's going on with whatever they're saying. Like, well, we're kind of going to do that by injecting our stories into this, to yeah. especially for the people that love love Step Brothers. Uh, they're they're going to have a, a, a newfound appreciation for it. Uh, speaking of it, we're kicking off. We've got our, our dear friend Will Farrell here making some uh, nachos. What is uh, what's your favorite at home? Ooh. Like snack to make? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Usually I'm dealing with, I've just got a whole system of leftovers going, so I don't I don't <laughs> buy a lot of just this is going to be for a snack. You know what? Cereal. I'll eat cereal, cereal any day, any time, day or night. Nice. Uh, I, I can get down like that. 
when I was a kid, I remember when I was a kid, I used to make. Uh, oh yeah, this is good. <laughs> when I was a kid, I used to watch. Uh, watch. I used to uh, make basically white trash pizza, where I'd take just a piece of bread and oh. pour some spaghetti sauce on it, and then get a, a, a craft single and yep. put that on top, and then throw that in the microwave. And it's like I'm having pizza every day, mom. You can't stop me. It's the best. Take that. I'd get fancy and I'd do an English muffin. Oh. That is put it in the toaster oven. Yeah, until I almost burnt the house down. Yeah, there's a there's a class divide between us for sure, man. People are going to notice. <laughs> People I, are going to notice. I, right should, I should point out right from the top that I'm the one who you will hear heavily breathing into the mic and forgetting uh, clearing my throat without turning my mic off. And, and I'm supposed to be the broadcasting professional, by the way. That was I was really impressed with your intro. I was Thank like, you. holy sh. <laughs> you can cuss. It's oh yeah. Okay. okay. <laughs> this is adult content. It's fun. This is our uh, first go through, so uh, we're going to figure it out as we go. That's right. So, um, one of my favorite parts is public speaking. I've, I've, yeah, I famously get these jobs where I run around and I get to speak in front of people, and I never really do anything uh, or any preparation. It's kind of go up and wing it on the mic. Oh, good. And he goes up there, and he's like, "I just I want to put my head in those breasts." <laughs> And everyone kind of giggles, uh, you know. She instantly tweets, "She's part of me too." And uh, they, 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 uh, they're going to have the sex now. So uh, this is Ted Danson's wife. Yep. Uh, and uh, he, they're not in a, they're not a couple. This is they're them this doing the it first, for the first time. First time. Oh, and now they're in a shotgun wedding. Oh, okay. And bam. I see. And then it's a day later. They're getting married. Have you ever done a major faux pas uh, on the mic? Oh my God! <laughs> I can't even begin to count how many times. Um, yeah, I don't have one. In, you know, uh, ACL Fest, two thousand and six, probably. Yeah. Uh, back then, they used to let us crappy radio DJs intro the bands. Nice. And uh, yeah, I remember uh, one day I was supposed to introduce Death Cab for Cutie, like on the main stage, and I was like. Oh, there's gonna be like sixty thousand people out there. I better get drunk. Uh, <laughs> and and uh, then they like cut me out right at the last minute. They're like, oh. Death Cab was like, Nah, we don't want this guy. Get rid of him. And oh, so I was like, That's fine. I'll just keep getting drunk. And then uh, like two hours later, I remember I was at, introducing uh, Block Party, and uh, in that in this that space of time, I had somehow very much upset my girlfriend at the time, uh, Allison. And so I used. She was at the festival. I used my stage at intro opportunity as a chance to say, baby, I'm sorry, blah, 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 blah. And I re in my head, I remember everybody just uproariously cheering and being like, this guy's awesome. And then I was like, block party. And it was awesome. And I, I left the stage and my friends were like, that was a fucking nightmare. <laughs> the people booed you so loudly. And I was, I, I eventually I found Allison. She's like, I cannot believe you did that to me. And uh, so, yeah, I, I'm great on a, on a live microphone. No problem, I love man. It. Yeah. I mean, I remember introducing your band, uh, Ginger Palooza. Oh, yeah. I was a little drunk. Yeah, me too. Me yeah. too. You know, I, I got to come up with some stories where I'm not wasted. I'm going to make that a career goal. I'm not. Not at all. Not at all. All right. So, so they got, okay. got married. They're having fun. Uh, question. And I just, I, I'm, a lot of things you'll find. I'm, I'm asking questions only so I can tell my story sometimes. Okay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, your wedding? Where, where'd you, when you were married at one point. Yeah. I got, where did you guys get married? I got married at Stubbs. At Stubbs. How fancy is that? Yeah. Nice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything about our wedding and union and relationship was great except for us. <laughs> like the way that we got along and all that stuff. But yeah, we had an awesome wedding at Stubbs. Uh, fellow famous radio person, Andy Langer, was our yeah. officiant. Very nice. And, uh, yeah. 
There was a band that nobody had heard of, but it was it was an awesome time. You're married, right? I'm married. Yeah, I got married in Thailand. Uh, we got married on the beach in Thailand. Did this whole resort thing, and they come out a seven course meal and all these different wines and drinks and everything. And then you know we go back to the hotel room, and there we are, and we're we're consummating our relationship mm-hmm. as two people do. Uh, forgive the snivels, because I got allergies. Uh, and we're doing that, and. Wouldn't you know it? She's like, get off. And I'm like, I, I'm drunk. And she <laughs> yeah. goes, no, no. It doesn't get, count as real yeah, marriage yeah. unless I finish. That's... <laughs> she goes, no, get off. Uh. So I get off. She runs in. And in Thailand, these a lot of these hotels are made of concrete because of the floods and, and the oh, rain okay. and everything else. And concrete echoes really well. And she had the most aggressive, eyes closed, ass explosion shits I've oh. ever heard. Oh my gosh. So fucking bad oh that my. after five minutes of hearing it, then I hear the and she got in the show. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> she yeah. comes out in the laundry rig and she's like, hey, hey, like, hey. I'm uh one, the, the the smell has beat you. It's it's uh. come out here <laughs> awful. Um two, I'm watching a Chinese movie on the building of the Great Wall in Japanese subtitles and I'm yeah. riveted. So okay. we're going to have to figure this out another day, please. <laughs> because wow. your ass is horrible. And uh, you, you're this is still the woman that you were married to? Is that it right? It still is. Yeah. That, now, see, that is love. That is unbelievable. <laughs> I, I And people will be shocked to find out that, yeah, I didn't make it. Our marriage did not last. It's like two years and two months, something like that. Is, but as far as I know, in all 26 of those months, she never shit once. Like I, because that would have been it. That would have been out been at, done? at that point. Uh, Wedding yeah. night, she's like too much, too much greasy barbecue, yeah. and she just blows the doors off. Was it the the Thai food, or was it the, the nerves, or is that just her? Does she operate like that on a regular basis? She she does now. Like I think she was hiding it for so long, and then she's finally like, "Oh my god, I'm free. Uh-huh. I gotta let this go." Uh-huh. And added with the Thai food, yeah, because you know, every white person makes the mistake where they go, "No, no, I can handle it. I want Thai hot." Right, and she did, and she can't. Yeah, I've never, I've, I've not been to that land. It's, it's fun, it's Thailand. It's interesting. It's, it's a fun spot. Uh, it's, you know, it's, I, I enjoy it. You know, it's, um, yeah. I would say it's so. This probably the most awkward and uncomfortable dinner as these two forty-year-old men living at home. <laughs> yeah, are now living at home with their newly married parents. So Will Ferrell is the child of. Of the lady of Mary Steenkamp yep. and John C. Riley is the that guy's kid. Yep. All right, and they they are both like get off my turf, bro. They're both yeah. They they got the fancy sauce, um, and it's it's. I'm trying to figure out like where in this. I mean, one. Did you have your parents divorced? Yeah. Yeah. Of course. My, my mom's I mean, I'm been an American. Come on. Yeah. My, my mom is. She's been. Let's see. Uh, I would say married five times. She's really? Adding, she's aggressive. Wow. Uh, so I've, I've had the stepbrothers come and go quite yeah. a bit. I, I was thinking of that when you when we were uh, setting this movie up. I do not have a stepbrother despite my dad's uh, dedication to setting up franchises all across the country. <laughs> uh, he's never... I have one... I, I have one stepsister. His middle wife, uh, the one between my mom and his current one, uh, he married somebody who had a daughter already at that point. 
but they're divorced now. Is she still my stepsister, or how does that work? I think you know. I think so. I, my mom's done it so many times that I'm just like, hey, we yeah. still hang out. Like my brother, my stepbrother Revo and Ross. My mom was married to their dad for quite a long time. Probably, I think her longest marriage, oh. which was very impressive. All right. And I mean, they don't like her. They don't talk to her, uh, but they still talk to me. I'll go out to Vegas, okay. take care of me, have a good time, have some fun. So. I think they are. I still call them brothers. I uh, It was weird for me because uh, Faith, her name was Faith. Hi, Faith, if you're out there. How are you? <laughs> uh, like that marriage, I was 12-ish when that happened, 11 or 12. And she was the same age. And just at that age, you're like, hey, look at this pretty girl. Let's, uh, you know, think thoughts about her. And then, then my dad's like, this is your sister. And I'm like, oh, bullshit. Yeah. That's my sister over there. I know which one's my sister. Yeah. This one's a new girl. This is All right? biology, not yeah, biology. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I guess over time, I came to terms with the idea. It's like, yeah, that was probably pretty gross. Uh, but then they got divorced. I didn't see them forever. And then Faith... Literally, like 15 years later, I saw her in my late 20s, and I'm like, is it still gross? Like, what? Now we're adults who don't, yeah. There's been a separation. Yeah. I wouldn't call it gross. I think it would be funny if you guys <laughs> just did it and got married just for your dad. Oh, my God. Just dad. so he had to be around his ex-wife a lot. So my dad, <laughs> my dad is just making a mess of our family tree, and his, uh, his... His newest wife, I say wife, they're not married. He says he's done with marriages after the first two, but he has two kids with this woman. They live together. It's actually, it's like third time he's put together a reasonable family. Uh, but I remember the first time that I met her, he, he lives uh, in San Antonio. I know this is an international podcast. Yeah, Can I okay. point out that we're in Austin, Texas? Yeah, uh, yeah. yeah okay. Uh, so I, me and my girlfriend at the time drove down to see my dad and meet this new person. Uh -huh. She was pregnant with their first at the time. And uh, I, I realized at the time, she is, is six months older than me. So my dad's baby mama is six months older than I am, his eldest child. And my wow. dad, dad and I were just sitting on the back porch uh, drinking beers that night, just the two of us. And I was like, Dad, holy shit, your girlfriend is younger than mine. <laughs> she was two <laughs> years older than me. Uh, and uh, fast forward a couple years, then they're in a happy family down there in San Antonio. They got two beautiful daughters. Uh, and my dad, randomly one night, we were at dinner somewhere, and he started, you know, I was, it was with some of uh, his wife's family, he started trying to fix me up with her sister. And I was like, <laughs> "Whoa!" who I guess is now my... I get they're not married again, but she would be my aunt-in-law or yeah, something like half that. Aunt, but I'm like, Dad, what is the end game here? Like, if I were to get with her, and then we would both, we would be, would, so then we become brother-in-laws as well as brother, brother, father and son. My dad, he's just like, like I said, I can't even, if I were to try and make a flowchart of our, our family tree, it's like the blackboard in a beautiful mind. There's just strings going everywhere and post-it <laughs> notes and the rantings of a crazy person at the helm. It, 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 yeah, so that's, that's how, I, how I got here. Nice. Uh, question for you. Is they, uh, so John C. Riley, they ask him what his job is. She says, hey, what do you do? He goes, uh, you know, I, I, run a, I manage a baseball team, fantasy baseball team. <laughs> <laughs> that's, his, that's his current job. Yeah. Uh, what is, do you, uh, when you're at a party, do you have a fake job that you go to or do you oh, just no. stay with, listen, I'm on the morning radio and then someone is it always. It depends on who's asking me. 
Like, if it's a pretty girl, then I try to at least casually explain to her how, yes, I'm an international radio celebrity. Uh-huh. Um, I never, like, if I'm in the back of an Uber and somebody asks me what I do, I usually say something along the lines of, I'm in advertising, just because I don't want to... I'm, I'm not big-timing them, but I also yeah. just don't want to get into explaining things and stuff like that. No, and, I can understand uh, that. And that... that sort of thing. Do you have a fake job? Honestly, I, I think your real job is a fake job. I don't know what you do, man. <laughs> no one knows what I do. It's beautiful. <laughs> my, when, I, when I'm at, especially when my wife takes me places and she doesn't do it much anymore because I don't like to go. I'd just rather be at home hanging out. Um, my fake job is I will tell them, like, I've heard of the circus comes to town and mm-hmm. leaves. Yeah. Uh, I work with the circus, but I've actually never seen the circus because I'm in town the week before the circus arrives and I'm back in town uh. the week after. And the reason is, is it's it's a fecal matter removal specialist. <laughs> Giraffes and zebras and lions and tigers and bears, oh my, shit a lot. I would imagine, yeah. And you've got to know where to put that. I've smelled the circus. You before. smelled the circus. Yeah. Imagine where all of that goes. Well, you've got to work with the city. You've got to make sure that happens. And not only do you have to have the preparations in the beginning, but then at the end, you have to come in and make sure it's done correctly or you get big fines. So all I right. save the circus money and I, and I move shit around. That is... That is, are all of your side shit related? <laughs> You're two for two now. <laughs> two on for that. two. Now. Look, That's, every story is going to have yeah. is going to have shit content of of, of, <laughs> of some of some kind. Do people challenge you on this uh, shit manager story, or is no, that? No, you got to speak with conviction. As soon as you speak with conviction, and you really look at someone and go, "Hey, this is what I do." Uh-huh. One, they're just like, "Okay, you know what? I, I might actually believe you." Right. Or two, they're like, "You know, um, I I want to call him out." But at the same time, like he knows the ins and outs. Uh-huh. He's, he's talking about this like it's true. I, I just, I love, I'm fascinated with, at dinner parties and people asking dumb questions, I'm, I'm fascinated with, with creating elaborate lies right. and just running with them all night long. You're really good at this too. And if you talk confidently about anything, people will not, they, they have to be extra duper super confident to strike you down or challenge you. Oh yeah. And I can't even talk confidently about things that are true in my life. I say, <laughs> try to explain, but like my family tree there, I was ashamed of it midway through and I like almost <laughs> wanted to bow out and be like, you know what, that was all just, I mean, it was true, but I don't feel like it was. I don't, I don't feel like talking about it anymore. They, uh, one, of, one of my favorite names, they call it, they, uh, Will Ferrell calls uh, John C. Riley a curly headed fuck. <laughs> He goes, that's my house now, Kimosabi. Curly-headed fuck. <laughs> Sweet dreams. Uh, I do find it weird that they have to share a bedroom. I, right. We understand why uh, John Cirelli's got a drum set. He won't move it. No one's allowed to touch it. It's oh. his drum set. So they share a bedroom. Um, you're a single man. Mm-hmm. You've got a house with a pool. Huh. Uh, but you have roommates. I do have, yeah. I have Roommate two, or roommates? I, I currently have two roommates. Uh, it's a my house is kind of big, brag. Uh, <laughs> no, I mean like I had a roommate that uh, I've had for like ten years, and we were just two just cool, two cool dudes living together. And when I bought this, I bought my my new house a year and a half ago. Uh, he moved with me, but then fucking traitor, he uh, <laughs> proposed to his girl, and they like moved out and you know bought a house together. Oh, wow. So then I was living in this this you know big like three thousand square foot house by myself, which was fine except for uh, then I built a pool and I was like shit, these things all cost money. Yeah. <laughs> and so when I had a friend inquire about moving in, I was like, 
Yeah, I'll take I'll take some of your money. That's it. I, I, there's a weird way of looking at it where it's like you're a grown up. You shouldn't have. You should not be a grown man who has a roommate. And then I'm like, by refusing to have a roommate, it's as if I'm paying somebody a thousand dollars a month for the luxury of living by myself because that's what he's going to pay me. And so that's money I could just have for free. And by d deciding not to have a roommate, it's, it's as if I'm being charged a thousand dollar fee. Does that make sense? That makes sense. Like, and I, I can't, I can't stand for that. And so, yeah, I, I got him and then he had a friend because we have another bedroom. He's like, well, what if she moves in? I was like, well, I'm already dead. We've already ruined masturbate on the couch time. <laughs> I have a roommate. So at this point, it's like the point of the opposite of the point of diminishing returns, the point of something like that. I was like, yeah, put me in for two roommates. So yeah, I got two roommates. Male and female. Yeah. Yeah. House rules. Uh, is, is it pretty laid back or is it like yeah we're all pretty cool together yeah uh, I mean I, I've noticed that I feel like and this can't be the right the right way because I've got to be the messiest one I feel like I'm the only one who does dishes in this motherfucker and I think Jen she thinks that she's like well Jason owns the house he has to do the dishes I'm like that's not how it works no uh, but no we're pretty cool it's funny it's, as we started this podcast yes she sent a group text to the two of us and said, what do you guys think about cats? And Gil said, no. And I said, thanks, Gil. Because, <laughs> uh, yeah. Cats are an awful animal. We now have, I don't even dislike cats necessarily, oh. but we, we have two dogs. I already had a dog. And Good, she, Jay. She can't, yeah, I have Silent Jay, a 14-year-old, 11-pound miniature schnauzer. And she moved in with her 40-pound, one-year-old puppy mutt. Uh who is she's adorable i like that dog but she just wants to play with my dog all the time and my dog is just fighting off death at every moment <laughs> and he's like please don't disturb me please <laughs> i'm just trying to sit here on the corner of the couch and count down you know just let the time run off the clock and yeah she's always trying to stoke up and play with them and so that, that, that's a handful for us do you have animals i do i got a basset hound his name is banjo oh Rescued him from a lady who was uh, oh, good three years you. ago. She was uh, she was breeding dogs with the floods out in Bastrop. Why did I just hate on rescue dogs? <laughs> I just like, I hate it on. Well, he's hold on. He's a purebred rescue. Like let's not. I was. She wanted to sell him, but then her, her ranch got flooded. She yeah. had all her animals in her house, and she said, "Well, I need to get rid of these fucking puppies. You can come get one." Mm -hmm. She's like, "Do you want two? And I'm like, "I, I want to, but like, my wife doesn't want. I want. She hates uh, them. Yeah. She hates them." Huh. Uh, and all he does is follow her around and uh, eat her shoes. Like he's, he doesn't touch my oh. shoes. He doesn't touch my daughter's shoes. He only fucks with her. Is that a power play? What's up with that? I think he just. I think he knows that it pisses her off. And he, right. I mean, he just finds it funny. He mm. will. He'll or run he away from. She me. doesn't like him. Oh yeah. So just follows her around the house. She's like this fucking shadow dog. It's got to stop. <laughs> but yeah, he's a he's a good dog. Don't have any cats. I don't like cats. I, I can't get over one that the cats, you know, people like them as they shit in their house, that they get mad right. at you, they piss in your shoes. Their piss makes things stink for at least 10 years. It's, <laughs> it's a, oh, Jesus Christ. You're literally, so, <laughs> Will, Will Ferrell's marking his territory on uh, on the drum set He's here. putting his balls on. The, Those the, are clearly what? stunt balls, by the way, too, right? Clearly stunt balls. Those were. Not, if, if you're not shaving your balls, not hairy enough. Right. If you are shaving your balls. Well, and just the, the range he had with those balls. Like he was, yeah. he was slinging them like nunchucks like that. You can't have balls like that. Yeah. It, I mean, if you do, then you can't take a shit in a normal bathroom because your balls will go into the toilet. Right. So now they, of course, are fighting. Uh, they're destroying the house. Jesus. Uh, have you ever been in a fight? 
No. No. I've never been in a fight. Uh, it's, I, it, it, I think it's, uh, it's a, a combination, a recipe that includes me being a huge pussy and like anytime <laughs> somebody wants to go, I'm sort of like, oh, well, uh, let, let's be gentlemen about this. Uh, this is heartbreaking to me because I was just thinking before this dog went after these pants, I was like, I kind of like those pants that Will Ferrell's got. <laughs> can I get? He's got nice pants on, I, doesn't can he? Can I get those? I think we can. We just gotta we gotta uh, pause all of a sudden. All right. Yeah, that's fine. Yeah, we're good. We're, we'll, we'll, it'll, it'll work its way oh, out. There, there we go. go. Um, yeah. So, uh, like, I'm kind of a bitch, and also I'm a goddamn monster. So people. Like an average sized man has really got to want to kick my ass before he's going to start with me. You know what I mean? Even though I'm I'm extraordinarily soft and weak, and just <laughs> just right for the pick. Del- delicate ankles. But yeah, uh, like if you're a normal sized, you know, 170 pound man, you're like, all right, I'm probably gonna. Yes, he's a drunk asshole, but I'm just gonna let this one go. There you go. I've been. I got in. In high school, we used to. It was fun in Montana. I grew up in Montana. Montana. Uh, tiny little town in Montana. And it was fun for us to fight. So we'd just take <laughs> lunch breaks. We're like, who's going to fight who? And so at lunch, you would just sit down and hang out and you know, go over to this, go over across the street and just have a fist fight and then come back. Yeah. And then got older. You know, it hurts to punch someone. It doesn't make your hands feel good. Right. Um, I was up in Montana with my buddy. Hadn't been there in years. Drove up from Newport Beach. We're all hanging out, having a good time. And... Uh, I see this guy from high school. I go, hey, man, how you doing? He goes, hey, I wonder if uh, I'll step outside. I'll see if California's made you soft. <laughs> I said, hey, man, how about I just buy you a drink and we hang out? And he goes, oh, you don't think I can afford my fucking booze? <laughs> now I'm going to kick your ass because you're insulting me. I'm like, how is me trying to buy a kid that I knew in high school a drink? He goes, oh, now I'm a fucking kid. I'm not a man. I'm like, oh, oh Jesus God. Christ. So we went outside. I popped him in the nose, broke it. Wow. He fell right down to the ground. Yeah. And then I walked back in. And I said, oh, wait. I walked back out. I took his wallet. Then I came back in. I gave the wallet to the bartender. and said, he'll just be buying my drinks. <laughs> <laughs> but generally speaking, as an adult, right. only a couple of fights. And never worth it. Ever. Yeah. It's just, yeah. I mean, these guys just got done with their fight. They got ice packs on their heads. But is this what bonds them? I'm trying to put together the pieces of this movie without hearing it. So like, this kind of bonds just, They just high-fived. Yeah, they were watching Shark Week. Oh, Very okay. big fans of Shark Week. You know, he's like, Dad, why are you doing this? This is horrible. So they, they've taken cable away from them. They're going to make them go hunt for jobs. Right. And, uh, yeah, this is this is what this is really uh, what what bonds them and also, you know, brings them close together. Closest part comes next when Will Ferrell's uber successful brother comes over for dinner uh. and basically hosts what I would call Brad Camp, where he just yeah. talks about fishing with Mark Cuban and all these other things and these whimsical journeys around the world and how he makes $500,000 a year, doesn't eat carbs, yet he's always drinking a Heineken. <laughs> uh, sir, pause, carbs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> um, you keep asking for a fucking Heineken, you keep saying you don't eat carbs. Yeah. God damn it. <laughs> Not true. You need to stop. <clears throat> um, so... Yes, as they um, as they sleep uh, side by side, and their brother come his brother comes over. Uh, do you have? Are you the most successful of all your dad's kids? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> unfortunate. Uh, um, let's see. Well, I'm the oldest, so I guess that's that's kind of a cheat. 
but my sister's 35 now, so <laughs> she was going to make it. She's, uh, But no, she's fine. Um, let's see here. I got one stepbrother who's still, uh, oh, no, half-brother. My half-brother, he's still kind of trying to figure it out. He's like 24, and I don't think he has a driver's license yet. Wow. Uh, and then the uh, the other two, the, uh, the other two are just children. You know what? One of them, I have a feeling one of those kids... I think they're 11 and 13 now. Uh-huh. One of them's going to come get me, particularly in my industry. What do you mean come get you? I mean, like, they're going to come get me for the success, the, the, the King of the Mountain success uh, ah. title, uh, particularly because in my industry, like, you know, I got five, I got five, 10 years tops left. Uh, so at some point, yeah. Then do you get the gold watch in the retirement? <laughs> hopefully. Ho- hopefully I will have made the right uh, arrangements. Or I'll be living in, you know, stepbrother style. People live back living in my mom's garage. Uh, and, yeah, one of those kids, one of those younger girls, she's probably going to go to law school uh, or to something smart. She's going to go to something smart school, definitely. Uh, but what are you, are you, where are you in the success hierarchy? Ooh, I mean, so I've done, so my, my stepbrother, Revo, is the most successful. I mean, he's a CPA, uh, works wow. at this very prestigious firm. Right. You know, he's got the three-car garage, the two kids. I'm, I'm picking up you circus know, shit, man. He is, he is killing the game. Um, my stepbrother, Ross, is one of Paul Mitchell's Elite Eight, of uh, international hairstylists, lives in Vegas, yeah. works directly with Jean-Paul, does, wow. uh, yeah, and uh, let's see. That's that. That's the third marriage. The second marriage is Lee. So Carson is some geogenetic scientist, and my sister Brittany is some mortgage loan guru person. Uh-huh. So they're both more successful than me. Uh-huh. First marriage was just me. Uh, the next marriage, my mom married some guy. He, I think he, I think it was a shotgun marriage and, and didn't last. And then she got married again, and this guy's dying. He's got two young boys, but they're a little right of the sheriff of Nottingham, and they're more into banging a tambourine and speaking in tongues at church than actually going to work. Oh, so, wow. Yeah. <laughs> I am the least successful out of all of us still, I think. Wow. But as my brothers say, they go, yeah, but you do the most aggressive weirdest shit. <laughs> so, right. Like this right now. Yeah, I mean, like this is yeah. one thing where they're like, I don't, I don't get it, but okay. <laughs> or I was a partner in the Bisbee Black and Blue, the world's richest fishing tournament, uh, where you hunted a marlin, you won five million bucks over three days. Wow. Uh, I launched a mortgage company that sold for over a billion dollars. Uh, well, I was the 25th employee and ran the communications for it. Anthony Shea was the founder of it. Nice. And then I helped him launch Loan Depot, which is now the third largest non-banking lender in the world. I've done fun things. Yeah, I'm, but in, I don't I'm make, impressed with just that. I don't make any money. Mm. Um, or I do make money and then I just I yeah. go try other things. I mean, like, but probably my most famous thing that I did is I invented caller ID spoofing with my buddy Andy Moak. So I can call, call ID my, spoofing. I can call my cell phone to yours. Back when I had a Sidekick, the shittiest uh, brick phone in the world. I, I remember could, the Sidekick. I could call my cell phone to yours in yeah. real time and have your mom's phone number come up. No way. Yeah. Uh, that that seems, got, got me death threats. Made the front page of the New York Times. Really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah, you've been through some shit, man. It's fun. I think uh, the, the, if, if, if I learn nothing else, it is that your family is much more successful than mine. That's, that's nice. I mean, if you're success at marriage, yes. Like my right. dad, he worked at Costco. He lived in Portland, Oregon. He worked at Costco. He was a hairdresser, but he won the lottery. Yeah. So, I mean, he only worked at Costco because he just wanted to show the kids you have to work to bring in a paycheck. 
as soon as my little brother and sister found out, they're like, oh, no, we're fucking sad. Like, it's okay. I think this is an offensive thing, actually. Somebody told me that this was really terrible. I want to get a job as a line cook in a restaurant just yeah. because I think it'd be fun. <laughs> like, yeah. Dude, I've cooked it. I've cooked at restaurants. It's yeah. super fun. Uh, my, I really enjoy it. My, my friend, uh, Aussie, who's in the uh, restaurant business, who uh, Jason's signing out to go get us beers. Right? Yes, I am. I'll take a shot of Crown, too, if you're back. Is that allowed? Uh, I don't know if that's allowed. Oh, okay. We're, uh, well, we're, we're raiding the bar at, uh, at Dirty Bill's <laughs> to determine whether or not that's acceptable. Uh, but yeah, I was like, that would just be a fun thing to, uh, I, I, I enjoy cooking and, uh, you know, if I, di- I, I understand how it's miserable if you are, you know, slaving over, uh, you know, an open fire for $13 an hour to pay your mortgage. Uh, but if I was just doing it as like for a fun thing, as like a, a field trip, that's again, one of my friends who actually have real labor jobs, they're like, yeah, everything you're saying right now is terrible and you're an asshole. And I'm like, oh, sorry. See, I think, I think it would be fun to, I think it would be fun to one, one week out of every month have a random job. So whether I'm a line cook and I kind of learn how to do it and just get yeah. it done, maybe, um, maybe I spend a week... I don't know that I could work at McDonald's or anything like that just because I, I can't handle the people that come in. It's not the people that work there. It's the people that come in. Right. I don't think I could do that. Uh, I'd like to bartend for a week. I am TABC certified, so oh. I could do that. I think that'd be, I think I drink too much. Yeah. I don't, I, I don't think they allow that. Maybe they do. Do you I, know? You know, I, I've been, it, it depends on where you go. Some places you, you see bartenders that are obviously drinking with you, but I would never be able to. I mean, I wouldn't be in a bartending job where I couldn't drink, uh, and then I also probably wouldn't be able to hold my shit together long enough to be a real bartender. I was a I was a kind of real bartender in Portland, Oregon, and I remember our line, the line that I used all the time when um, people told me how to make drinks. I got this one guy who came up, he's like, "Yeah, there's not enough, uh, not a vodka in this." <laughs> and I was like, and he drank half of it. He's like, "Okay, give it right. back to me." He's like, "Why don't I just give it to me?" And I start just pouring vodka. Yeah. He's like, "That's enough." I'm like, "No." I don't think it is. You already complained once. I don't want you to come back and complain again. When your parents make you smoke the whole pack of cigarettes. Exactly. I filled that thing to the fucking rim. He'll never drink vodka again. Actually, now he's in AA and he needs help. He's He's like, thanks. Lost his job. Oh, I made him drink it. Waiting outside the liquor store at 11 a.m. every day. He's got the shakes. He's like, oh, look at that poor man with Parkinson's. Uh, No, honey, he's an alcoholic. (laughs) Oh, well, get him a drink to make the shakes stop. I think the liquor store opens at 10 a.m. Which now I'm glad that I miss, messed that fact up, fact up because you know that story's not really about me. <laughs> but <laughs> well, I used to tell people too because I'm just not a very nice person. I just I would say the, the the standard line of Hey, listen, I don't go down to the docks and kick the sailors' dicks out of your mouth while you're working. So oh, don't tell right. me how to do my job. Right. And people would get offended. Some girls would cry a little bit. They'd call me an asshole. Mm-hmm. And the other people around us would applaud because for some reason it was a fun, mean bar. Mm-hmm. And that's the only place that works. You try that in an office and I found out you get fired. They don't, they don't care for that. <laughs> they, don't, they don't care for that kind of talk. They don't, care, they don't think it's cute when someone says, hey, can you get that done? And I go, fuck you. I'm playing pool right now. Uh-huh. I go, I'm sorry. You're fired. I go, no, no, no. I'm just talking. We're just having fun here. They're right, like, no, right, right. No, we're not. Yeah. I'm your boss. Especially now. Yeah. Uh, you can't do it now. Yeah. It's getting worse and worse. And uh, you know what? I was, I was going to tell a story, but it's just getting me more trouble. So I'm going to leave that one <laughs> You're, you're going to put that one on pause? Yeah, detour. Is this before he was like, had made it Adam Scott? 
Yes. Uh, like this is before Parks and Rec. Yes. Yes. This is before Parks and Rec. All right. This is uh yeah way before Parks and Rec. Um, you know he's. he's oh, just, so he's the successful brother. He's the successful brother. Yeah, he just showed his abs and. John C. Riley is about to punch him right in the face. He's like, what are you two dipshits up to? It looks like you want to punch me. You want to punch me? You can punch me. I dare you. One of you guys fucking punch me. Sure. Fucking punch me in the face. Right in the goddamn face. There oh, you go. Oh, my God. <laughs> and he falls down. Yeah. Um, oh, my God. All the way out of it. Uh, one of the things they were doing up in his treehouse, it's weird that he's an adult and has a treehouse, that it can hold him. But yeah. uh, they were they're looking through playboys and penthouses and he goes oh this is like masturbating in a time machine you've got it from the 70s the 80s <laughs> the 90s what was uh what was your first what was your first uh Ooh. nude Ooh. experience if you will well uh, i'll remember uh, my friend uh what grade were we in sixth grade probably seventh somewhere somewhere around there uh i remember my friend nick mistero his dad had a uh, had a Playboy subscription. Oh. And he would, uh, is this, you're a parent, is this reasonable? At the, <laughs> Probably when the, not. When the new one would come each month, he'd give the old one to Nick, to his son. Oh, uh, no. Uh, see, again, he's sixth or seventh grade ish at that time. And so, yeah, Nick, like, just had in his room, he had a box under his bed of Playboy. And so, yeah, like, he was. Nick was a fine guy, and I would have been his friend probably anyway. But I definitely did extra sleeping over it, and I was like, hey, "Mom, can I sleep over at Nick's house again?" Please. Uh, and, and and yeah, it would be. It was just all. It was constantly like the entire evening, you know, going through. All right, yeah, let's watch the movie or play the video games. We ordered the pizza. Let's and I'm just like waiting till I'm like, can we just get to the part where we go to your room and look at the Playboys? <laughs> <laughs> I've eaten my pizza. I'm yeah, done. yeah. And then I'm going through this. Now it is another totally weird thing. It's just like two adolescent boys sitting on his bed, thumbing through Playboy magazine, just hanging uh, out. Look, yeah, the yeah. At the time when no one cared that the curtains didn't match the right. drapes, right? right? There's like, oh look, yeah. why is there pubic hair? I guess all pubic hair is dark brown. That's just how it is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Blonde lady. That was a. Uh, let's see. Was that? I'm trying to think if that was sixth or seventh grade or where exactly that. That fell in the lexicon. I also, uh, when I first got internet, we had America Online. Oh, I had like, uh, I don't even know what the right amount is. 500 hours of, 500 minutes of American Online. You remember you get <laughs> oh, the, yeah. the free thing was like 50 free hours of AOL, whatever. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, we had America Online on what, uh, on a 14K dial-up connection. Uh, oh, Jesus. And uh, yeah, when I, it didn't take me long to, uh, to crack the porn code then like the way that you would do it is you would be that you go into the chat rooms there'd be like you know private chat rooms called xxx or sex or whatever and then you would just trade pics with somebody in there and it would be like who wants to trade anybody got any whatever yeah and then you would message just pictures to each other this was uh the, the i don't i the most efficient way for me but i remember you <laughs> Load a picture and it would take like eight minutes for, oh, for one just photo. Line by line. You see, yeah, the line of, of, of pixels finally coming in there. And uh, I, I, I would, I would save them all to the computer. But I knew this was, you know, back in ninety 
six something like seven something like that you know we had one computer for the whole household so this is the same one that you know my mom would check her hotmail on and so, <laughs> so i have to i have to save it somewhere i can't just litter the desktop with porn yeah. so i'd have to stick it somewhere where she's not going to find it and i remember somehow it made sense to like go into the system ops files and just drop it into like one of those files and i'm like that, that surely that can't that can't be a problem. It's, like, problem it's like if i was just taking porn videotapes and stuffing them into the engine of my car and you're like i'm sure it's fine <laughs> yeah, it's just like you know, it. just just work around that just keep functioning around that <laughs> and uh I think eventually she she busted me on a couple of them, and the computer started just working like terrible dog shit. And so she she took it to her office to the uh, you know the fancy smart computer guy. Oh, and he's Jesus. gonna fix it, and uh, she tells him she's like, uh, "Hey, also Jason, I think he accidentally he said he accidentally downloaded a couple of adult images. So if you come across those, you can just delete them." And uh, he comes back the next day and he says, "Grace, that's my mom." He says, "Grace." <laughs> There's 1,400 pornographic images on this computer, which is pretty goddamn impressive considering they're eight minutes apiece, yeah. right? I don't know the math, but that was way more than 50 hours of America Online. Like, that, that, was, that was a lot of work that I put into those. Uh, and then she and he just deleted them all like it was nothing. Like, he's just like, and, like, it was nothing. And it never takes that long to delete them. Like, yeah. the delete is instant. Right. It's just like, up blink of an eye. Yeah. You don't even get to see them wash away or anything. I, uh... I had a, um, I'd found some playing cards mm-hmm. at a neighbor's, well, we were monsters as children. We ran around the neighborhood, we broke into houses, and we found some playing cards, yeah. nude playing cards. Ooh. And we kept them at my house, in the garage, in a secret place. And we would just, oh, we're going to go play in the garage. <laughs> and I was in the first grade. Wow. Yeah. Nude playing cards, first grade, checking them out. And I remember we moved that summer, and my dad found them. <laughs> and then I went and hid because I was scared I was going to get my ass kicked. Right. Oddly enough, he just kept them. He thought it was funny. And then he couldn't find me. And then when he found me, he was mad that I hid from him. He grabbed me by the back of the neck. He took a step, then kicked me in the ass, took a step, kicked me in the ass, all the way to the wow. moving van. He was That's like a, a Mortal Kombat fatality. I'm just trying to picture that. Like, how, was, how do you even do that? It was painful. I, mean, it was, I still remember to this day. Uh, he's like, why do you have back problems? Well, I was hit by a car, and uh, my dad kicked me in the ass for about half a block into a moving vehicle, and then yelled at me Finish for crying. <laughs> Rip out the spine. Just get it done. So they... Um, yeah, so that was that was the first one. Um, he also had a subscription. I remember he got a job in California, so he was commuting from Montana to California. Mm-hmm. And we had a convenience store, and then we also had a couple other things. And uh, my mom was always just always just left his side of the closet alone, and then he was gone. She's like, "Oh, you know, I'm gonna be nice. I'm gonna iron all his shirts." And then she just found his stack of porn. Oh, and my mom's very religious, and she wasn't very happy about it. I wasn't happy because then I lost my stack of porn, which was his stack of porn. Right. Right. Um, I guess, yeah, back then and like now, it's like no, you know, husband hides his porn from his wife because it's just on his phone. It's in the, on the internet all the time. Yeah. Back then, you had, if you wanted porn, you had to keep it in your home. Yeah, I mean, I remember thinking, what I was like, to be alive. what a time to just be like, I can't get any porn. But look, Fredericks of Hollywood came in and I can read about <laughs> crotchless penis. I can just right. got this like, oh, neat. This is cute. Okay. Yeah. Wow, this is, look at that outfit. That seems reasonable. I bet everyone wears that. It's a, it's, a, it's a totally reasonable yeah. outfit. So what did she do when she, she found his... Uh... She, uh, 
it was very interesting. So she yelled at him over the phone. He's like, oh, calm down. You know, we get it from the convenience store. So we sold the convenience store. We got rid of it oh. to get rid of the porn. <laughs> that makes sense. That's yeah. a rational, rational thing to do. Uh, and then um, she brought my, my stepbrother and my stepsister in and then brought me in. And she burned it for us in the fireplace to show us the power of the Lord. Oh. The power of Jesus. Yeah. And then we broke some like, records. Mom, Jesus invented naked ladies. Yeah. It was like the second thing that he invented, right? It was. And I'm not up to date on all my... That's pretty close. Creationism. Well, there's seven days, and in that seven days, there was nudity. Okay. He invented it. Yeah. He got it. Um, so they built the bunk bed. They knocked the bunk bed down. Are you a top bunk, bottom bunk guy? I'm a, uh, I'm a top bunk guy because I don't... I will get up too fast in the morning and I'll bang my head. Because I there was oh. I had bunk beds in college. Really? Yeah, I lived in the dorms in college and they were bunk beds. I have not shared a room like on a permanent basis with a person since I guess like my sister and I were five or six years old, something like that. That's it? Yeah. I've always I've always had my own room. So you take that, take that with your uber successful family. I've had my own room since I was five. <laughs> since I was bitch. five. I just, I just walk in. It's my room. I know what the yeah. fuck I want in here. I don't share anything. And I've always shared a room. I remember we, um, I, uh, I got kicked out of Bible college, and uh, I moved down to Newport Beach, California, to go to school down there. And they, first of all, tuxedos, uh, job interview. We, we're gonna get to this oh, real right. quick because this is. It's gorgeous. Uh, they're they're looking good. Um, but I uh, yeah. So I, I got they politely asked me to leave, or I got kicked out. Bible I, college. Bible college. For what? Uh, drinking and I ran a pool hall. Oh. So I was gambling. <laughs> okay. Drinking and gambling. I wasn't having. I was. Was I? You know, I wasn't a virgin. I, I had I had sex with one girl prior to that who I thought I was going to marry because I lived in Montana and I was seventeen and that's when you get married. That's reasonable. Mm. So. But yeah, she, uh, I, my parents were mad. They sold all my stuff in the room. And I remember coming home that summer and I slept on the floor hmm. with a comforter. It was my own room, but I didn't have a bed. Yeah. They, they thought that was a good punishment. Reasonable people. Right. Reasonable. So uh, their job interview, this is one of my favorite parts. Uh, I do this on purpose sometimes because I think it's funny. No one ever finds it funny. They're mispronouncing her name. Her name is Pam. And he goes, well, hello, Pam. She goes, no, it's Pam. He goes, Pam. She goes, no. And then John C. Riley pops out from behind. He's like, I think I can help out with it. She's like, why the fuck are you here? And he goes, no. Uh, the Pam, Pam situation, let's talk about it. Let's see what's going to happen. Mm -hmm. And then they play a game, and I think we should probably play it as well, with their other required, uh, Mary Fuck Kill. Oh, sure. Yeah, Mary Fuck Kill. Love this game. So, Donald Trump, Roseanne Barr, Whoopi Goldberg. Holy shit. <laughs> Coming out, coming at you hot. Oh my god. Um, oh, you know what? No, this one's easy. This one's easy. Okay. When you stop to think for a second. All right. Uh, so uh, I don't know if this gets me on a watch list or what the situation is, but I'm going to kill Donald Trump. Well, I don't. Not even for political reasons. Just process of elimination in this game. He just doesn't have a vagina. Yeah, Donald Trump is out. Yep. Uh, 
Yeah, now that it, on the day that we're recording this, it's like the day that the eight different uh, uh, porn stars come forward saying that she had a, a, a eighth is an exaggeration. But, I, but she also said she loved him, which I think he's a yeah. doughy, gross <laughs> fucking human being. Right. Did she love him or the money? Like it's funny to me that that he he had to get a non-disclosure agreement agreement with all these ladies yeah. because if I'm a girl who just fucked Donald Trump, I'm like I'm not gonna tell anybody. Yeah, <laughs> there's no way no. I'm not gonna go home and brag about this, even if you know. Oh. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I, I'm I'm eliminating Donald Trump because of his lack of female genitalia. Okay, and then so it's Whoopi and Roseanne. Roseanne, yeah. I'm trying to figure out who would I really just fall in love with, which one. Maybe I'd be more Team Whoopi, but Roseanne, she's got all that Roseanne money. And so I am definitely, like... She's also a big conspiracy theorist. Like, she believes in chemtrails. Oh. She has a, uh, a farm in Hawaii where she grows nuts. <laughs> really? <Yeah. laughs> no, I mean, uh, she, both are batshit crazy. Yeah. I mean, Whoopi might make you, in order to have sex with her, watch Sister Act 1 and 2 first. Yeah. Just to get you in the mood. I kind of dig on Sister Act 1. I can get down with that. <laughs> Got Harvey Keitel in there. He's like, Dolores, I was good to you. <laughs> you got that cute redheaded girl, nun singing. You know, she's, she's pure. Down with that. No, I'm going to fuck... Whoopi, and then I'm gonna marry Roseanne uh, because yeah, look, Tom Arnold, he continues to exist as a millionaire celebrity just based on being married to her. What what does Tom Arnold's credits include? Uh, a couple Arnold Schwarzenegger films. Yeah. Uh, a stand, a short-lived stand-up to, career. I didn't mean to diss you, Tom Arnold. You're fine. Your face. I think he's. He got but, in I, but I believe punditry business for a while. He was on that. Best damn sports show type thing. Oh, that's right. But yeah, I, he's living forever on a Roseanne alimony, and so yeah. Oh, that I forget. Put, you marry in California, you get yeah, that alimony. That's what I'm going for, man. Put me on the uh, on the Roseanne uh, scholarship. What it, like it, do you have a different answer? Uh, so I'm gonna, you know, I'm, I'm with you. I think I think that the Don's got to go just because I, I can't imagine bumping into him accidentally naked. I just think that would be a, a, a horrible <laughs> experience. Yeah, can't do that. Uh, it's just it doesn't seem right. Um, he's got to go. Uh, I can't. I would. I would. I would fuck Roseanne just because, and I would marry Whoopi. I think Whoopi is a, is a softer person. I think mm -hmm. she's a gentler, kinder soul. And um, I'm arguably really funny at one point. Yeah, not funny of... anymore. Uh, very, very political. Yeah. But I also think it'd be fun to push your buttons. Like I just lay in bed right. and just you know be like, oh, just have have Republican, you know, paraphernalia just laying around and just she has such visceral hate in her heart for all things that aren't her things that I think it would make my life so enjoyable just to poke fun right. at her for years and years on end. <laughs> and that, that's from a still married man. Is that the key to <laughs> is that the key to marriage? I mean, if you ask my wife, she was like, last night I think she locked me up. Uh huh. I was on the patio drinking. Oh. And Probably. she locked you out? I think she did. Um, I think the door was locked. I could not open the door. How about that? Okay. We'll, we'll agree to disagree on the lock or not lock. Yeah. We'll say I couldn't open the door. <laughs> so I called her about 20 times until she finally answered the phone because she was asleep in the bedroom. I'm like, lock me out. Uh -huh. She's like, no, the garage door's open. I'm like, I can't jump the fence. She's like, the other door's open. I'm like, nope. So then she came out and just opened the door. I go, thanks for unlocking the door. I had some friends with me. They left. I went back to drinking and watching a movie and then calling some friends and evidently talking so loud on the phone that on the patio, 
with our TV. She walked out and said, hey, shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, hey, do you want to say hi? It's John. And I go to hand her the phone and she's like, yeah. so this morning, I'm up bright-eyed, bushy-tailed, super happy to be awake, got a Red Bull in my hand, I'm having Lucky Charms with my kid. By the way, Lucky Charms and Red Bull don't necessarily go together. Ooh. It's a little rough. Right. Um, went to the gym with her, ran a couple miles, get done, you know, and she's just like, hey, thanks for waking me up last night. I go, shouldn't have locked me up. She goes, none of the doors were locked. Like, ah, <laughs> agree to disagree. Have a great day. Gave her a kiss on the cheek. Go, I gotta go. She goes, drink? And I'm like, well, I mean, when you put it that way, it sounds negative. Yeah. I've, I've got to go to work. Yeah. Goes, How is it that you and Jason Dick, or you and anyone, sitting down with microphones in front of you, drinking beer, considered a job ever? I've been doing it for like 15 years. Uh, <laughs> not the drinking beer part, I mean. Drinking beer part you've done for sure longer than 15 still, years. Still in my system some of those days, but yeah. How long have y'all been married? Uh, five years. Oh, okay. That's, uh, I, I, for whatever reason, I thought it was longer than that, but no. So, and... No, we're going to get real here now. Go, let's get real. Y'all are in. Y'all, you're in for the long haul, right? You, you feel like you're good now. Sometimes I feel this is a this is a, a, a probably very inaccurate theory. Like I always thought when my because we were married for two years and a couple months, but it was over basically after a year. Some would say like the first couple <laughs> weeks. Like, <laughs> but I was always just like in my brain somehow I was like if we get to five years. We're we're married like that's we're over the hump and there's just no coming back from it at that point. Uh, and I clear, quickly saw I was like, oh, we're never gonna make it to five anyway. So, but is that but and that can't be right because you see couples all the time who've been together 15, 20 years and they're just like, all right, that's it. I think every marriage is is one phone call, one text, one fight away from breaking up all the time. Oh. I, I believe that for every marriage. Yeah, it's tall. It's. Is that the straw that breaks the camel's back? There have been times where she's like, hey, I want a divorce. And I'm like, okay, go fill out the paperwork. I'm really? not doing it. She said that before? Oh, yeah. Oh, and I'm just like, I'm like, so go go do it. I don't, I'm not doing it. And she's like, huh? I'm like, I'm not filling out paperwork. Yeah. Mine never said that. It just showed up one day. <laughs> I, I think she's, I think that, that, but she's, and then she's like, well, I'm like, no, you've got to do it. And your, her family is also a very religious family in Kentucky. Oh. Sometimes they like me, sometimes they don't. Like, if I post pictures of beers, they're like, hey, like, I'll get messages saying, you know. Uh, you should uh, be drinking bourbon, son. Oh, it's such a. So, Kentucky's a weird place, right? So, they'll drink moonshine. We've had some moonshine. Yeah. They'll drink the moonshine. They don't mind making moonshine, drinking moonshine, selling moonshine. Yeah. Totally okay. Yeah. You have a beer, and they're like, that's what alcoholics do. Alcoholics drink beer. Oh. But this. The- but the moonshine's fine. Right. Wine coolers, you're on, you're flirting on the edge. Boone's Farm, for sure you're an alcoholic, and beer, for sure you're an alcoholic. So they, I, I was there one day, and we're hanging out, and uh, I'm with her aunt and uncle, and I decide I'm going to be funny, and I think this is a great time to, to, to gas it up a little bit. And I say, hey, uh, question for you. I'm like, sure. I'm like, do you know who the most flexible man in the Bible is? Flexible I, man in the Bible. Yeah. Yeah. I'm not going to have an answer. His name is Jonas. He tied his ass to a tree and walked three miles. That's in Deuteronomy. (laughs) They looked at me with such disgust, and they just got up from the table and walked away. Didn't even just, and she looked at me, she's like, no. Yeah. And she's like, I mean, and this is one of those moments, she's like, I mean, we need to have a conversation about how you would talk to adults. I'm like, I'm an adult. Right. They maybe need right. to learn how to have a conversation See, talking with me. And that that's a good joke, too. <laughs> like, that's good. I remember the first time I met her parents, uh-huh. before we were married, 
I mean, this is just indefensible. There's no way. I wish that I anybody but me came off as the asshole here. But yeah, like I, I was. We went to. I went with her to Little Rock, Arkansas, to Ooh. see one of her cousins get married, and uh, it was a fun time. And I, I danced with some family members, and then we're just hanging out afterwards back at somebody's house. The whole family's there, have a, a good amount of beers. And for some reason, I just thought that was the time to start making jokes about our sex life. And like, Excellent. They include trouser snake references and all sorts of things. <laughs> and like, her, I just, her sister and her dad are both like, they are not even courtesy laughing at me. They're just like looking at me like, what is it? Why is it? And she quickly like drags me out of there. And I was like, what? We're having fun. On. I'm bonding with your family. Yeah. And uh, yeah, then like I got a talking to the next day from the dad and that oh. was like, it was, oh man, it was, I don't want to say it was an ambush, but like he picked us up to take us to the airport and she's riding in the front seat and I'm in the back and uh, he just starts like, starts in on me on the amount of disrespect that you showed my daughter last night. <laughs> Young we, man. We were on the freeway in Little Rock and I'm just looking at the road going by. I'm like, I could survive if I just jumped out right here. I'd make it right. I mean, I'd be, I'd be strawberry like crazy. Maybe I'd break a bone. I, I would make it. Uh, but no, but I, again, that was there was your joke was good. <laughs> Mine, there was no reason under any circumstances that that was an acceptable idea. I was younger and stupider then. It's now I'm a, just old and stupid. But well, you, one of the things, right? I mean, and one of the beautiful things about this movie, and we'll get to it, is is they they have to grow up and they figure out how to grow up. I mean, right now they're launching Prestige Worldwide, and Will Ferrell's singing. Uh, let's give him something to talk about. And evidently, he's got the voice of an angel. Yeah. Um, have you? Is there? Is there been a business that you thought of launching that whisked by you that you were like, "Oh shit, you know what? I should have mm. done that." I, I should have done that. Yeah, but I just didn't. Um. Hmm. And now you're probably glad you maybe passed it up. Like mine was PFCS. PFCS. I had this idea of bringing psychology and uh, handyman. <laughs> And post forensics cleaning service. So, if you ever had your car broken into, oh. that fingerprint dust gets everywhere. It's really hard to clean up. So you get a perfect blood. You can't just mop it up. You're not. You're not the mob. Yeah. You got to dispose of it properly. Yeah. So you work with the police. You work with insurance companies. And whether their door's been kicked in, needs to be replaced, or blood. You know, Uncle Tom blew his brains out, and you got pieces of brain on the wall. Oh, need man. to get it done. PFCS, Post Forensics Cleaning Service. We handle it all. We get your psychologist, someone to talk to, nervous about going back home, don't worry about it. Right. We got it. We got you covered. I yeah. thought, I, I named it. Yeah. I had a logo. It's got a, you had a logo? I had a logo and everything. Yeah. Oh. This is a, our virgin episode of this podcast. We already have a logo. Jason, Jeffson, you got it going on, man. <laughs> we have a theme song, too. I'll yeah. play it for you when we get done. I heard it at the start of this episode. Oh, it's probably me. Probably no. I got. We got. It is a. It is a. Uh, I, you're gonna love it and hate it because it's an earworm. It gets you just. Oh no, it's nice. Yeah, uh, oh. my buddy Bobby Cheatham did it. Uh, they have. Uh, they have a band called. Uh, what is it? Uh, Distance Runners. Distance mm -hmm. Running. Distance Runners. I should probably know the band, but Bobby. I know Bobby. That's yeah. important enough. Uh, and they. Uh, their thing is. Uh, they tape their nipples. The band-aids. Tape? Oh. Yeah, they band-aid up the nipples. Okay. You know, so that you don't get rough nipples when you right. run too far. Okay. And I guess it's a thing. Yeah. I, 
runners do. You can't yeah. you can't win a marathon without without uh, band aids on your nose. Yeah, that seems it seems like an important thing. <laughs> now, watching this part of the movie yeah. without sound, <laughs> fantastic. There's a Nazi on one side of the street and a, a, a Klansman on the other. So they're trying is that to sell Will the house. Is Farrell on the Nazi? Yes, oh, it is. Oh, and they don't want to sell the house. They don't want to sell the house because they're, they're going to lose. I see. So what we figured out is that a couple of things are going to happen. One, they're they're getting rid of the house because they're going to go sail around the world. Mom and dad are going to sail around the world. These guys need to get a job and uh. they need to get. So what they're doing is they're giving them down payment for their first month's rent uh-huh. and they're giving them therapists to talk to. And they're making them go out and get jobs. And Will Ferrell has found that he's in love with his therapist. She's oddly hot. She's mannish. Yeah. She's got a mannish quality to her. Right. But yet still sexy. It seems like the... Like I, I would be okay being her uh, stay-at-home husband. They just right. take care of the kids. And she just... I mean, look at her. She just comes in. She's like, is breakfast ready? I'm like, I made, I made you ham and eggs. She's like, you know, I'm watching my cholesterol, you son of a bitch. <laughs> And then I think she would probably. I, I I don't think she has sex with someone. I think she fucks someone. You know what I'm saying? I, oh yeah. Yeah. It's it's aggressive. I'm slipping out for a refill. Slipping out for a refill. Please uh, grab me a fire eagle as well, please, sir. This is the beautiful thing about doing a podcast in a bar and Leslie letting us is that we just get to grab uh, beers. You get a you get to grab your delicious savory Bud Light. And I get my delicious savory, uh, and just set them on the counter because we got we got to count them for uh, fire eagle, which is uh, you know fun for the whole family. I didn't realize these fire eagles though were seven uh, percent alcohol. Oh, yeah, you're you're getting ahead of me then. That's uh, you know, well, look at they're dead now. <laughs> it's awful. It is absolutely awful. So uh, one of the things that we we did, uh, we're gonna back up here for all you people. Sorry, we gotta jump back because I do I do find this fascinating. Um, at the uh, oh no, we're we're right on we're on schedule. What I'm talking about? I'm losing my mind. Seven percent beer is Austin Beer Works. You sons of bitches. Uh, John C. Riley is going to get accosted by our friends, the best, the the good brother's wife uh-huh. in the bathroom. Oh. She's into it. She's into it. She likes it. There she is. Oh. Hey, drop your pants, suck my dick. It's like, oh, what's going on? Oh, hey, just, I'm just kidding. I was like, the fucking men's restrooms. Uh, weirdest place you've had sex? Ooh. Um, the, there's a parking garage near um, Schultz's Beer Garden. Yeah. That uh, I just remember that, yeah, that person that I was married to at the time. Are they full on doing it right yeah. here? Man, that is awesome. I wish I could go from zero to sex in like eight seconds like that. That's awesome. Oh, well, he's a forty-year-old. He's a forty-year-old that lives at home. Yeah, he, he's got a lot of buildup. I am. I'm getting hot just watching. That's this, pretty good. It's good. He, whoa, he's, uh, he's gonna. He's got oh, a great yeah. O face. He's got a oh. good orgasm face. I couldn't imagine having sex with John C. Riley only because of that face. <laughs> uh, yeah. So probably that parking garage. That person I was married to. Yeah. Uh, we were at a Bob Snyder show and oh, uh, good old Bob. Yeah, and you know, you're watching Bob Snyder, you're just in love. You're in love for the for the long haul. You, uh, yeah, you gotta go. Uh, and uh, I remember we were gonna go and try and do it in the car there, uh-huh. but that became too. <laughs> She's standing, stand up, peeing at the urinal. I apologize. I'm watching Step Brothers for the first time. It's fun. Uh, 
we, we Bolton like, Hose is coming up, yeah. so you're like, you'll we, get a We were uh, like, yeah, let's just do it in the, in the car. And then it's like, I'm too large, and there's too many the angles don't work. And so, yeah, we just like got out out of the car and sort of in the front of the car in a parking garage where we can, you can keep eyes on everybody. Uh-huh. It was like, you watch that way, I watch this way. And, uh, yeah, that's that's probably the answer. You? Uh, so I've done the parking garage sex. Oh. Uh, fun. Uh, empty parking garage on a Sunday, coming back from the lake with uh, with my with my with my wife. I don't I don't know the rules yet on answering questions about sex with other women other than my wife. Uh, I'm gonna go with it's okay. I think she probably knows that I had sex uh, before I met her. Um, I would say weirdest was I've done car sex is awful. It's just the car's not actually big enough. To do the car sex in, yeah. Uh, so, so uh, we were, but I would say that besides that, you know, it's fun. The, the squeaking, by the way, in the background, it, we're we're working out of a bar, folks. Yeah. So don't get annoyed. I don't want to hear a message like, "Hey, by the way, why is it so fucking noisy?" We're in a fucking bar, right? Listen, if you want to post me up in a studio, send me a check. Uh, make it out to uh, Jason Jepson, <laughs> and uh, I'm gonna need about a hundred thousand dollars. But then the sound will be perfect every time. Otherwise, I'm going to say what Brendan Schaub tells people all the time: just ball your hand up into a fist and just ram your face into it, and it's or fine. enjoy. It. I it's bet fine. people people barely heard that. Probably they probably barely heard it. Yeah. Um, it's going to drive me nuts later, just like my sniffling is. But um, I think other than that, uh, so car sex, yeah, it's awful. There's gear shifters in the way. There's all sorts of yeah. weird weird stuff in the way. Um, the craziest place uh, I've had sex is is at is at a house party. In the bathroom. Wow, that is pretty good. It was just the house party was going on, and I was like, oh, you know, we should probably just do this right to think now. If I've ever, no. I've mean, done it outside. It's okay. It's yeah. a little dirty. Oh, you know what? One time at uh, my friend Chris Peters' wedding. What's up, Chris? Uh, <laughs> they got married at one of those. You know, oh, why are all wedding venues out in the middle of fucking nowhere? Uh, but yeah, there's just some beautiful wooded areas around their wedding, mm-hmm. and so yeah, after the ceremony. While we're waiting on dinner and they're in the cocktail hour, we just disappeared out into the woods and, uh, uh, you know, leaned over on a rock and, uh, yeah, 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 had a fine time. Leaned over. It's like like the the line from Horrible Bosses. I just like to bend over a barrel and show her all 50 states. It's like I leaned over a rock and I showed her Texas. I remember there was, in my my early 20s, I saw a girl and it was weird. Uh, she, She didn't. And we only had sex in my car. We only did it two times, but both of them were in my car. And the first one was in the front seat. Unless I hallucinated this, it was in the driver's seat. And I'm, I don't re- recall ever being a skinny enough man to pull that off. I was like, did we take the steering wheel off? How did that? that, that <laughs> was it NASCAR? <laughs> yeah. How is that possible? I can't believe that I did that. Fancy Ford cars where the steering yeah. wheels, the, the screws aren't long enough and it just comes right off? Like, we're going we're gonna to right. recall that? So we're in the boats and hose. We're in the boats and hose part. Why? Why again? The boats and hose. I've seen the song. So that's that's prestige worldwide. Uh, this okay. is and they're they're showing their music video and they they and the dad is like, hey, uh, who's who's driving the boat? And they're like, hey, shut the fuck up. Uh, Respect our time. Uh, they wrecked the boat. They, and they crashed his yacht. They crashed his yacht. My favorite part is is that during this, Will Ferrell's like, well, I mean, I think the question is is uh, do you want to invest? so wrecking the boat's not enough Uh, selling the house isn't enough there's a lot of things that aren't enough 
So instead, they just do uh, prestige worldwide, and then they want investment dollars. And the crazy thing is, is like every mom, except for mine, uh, his mom's like I defending I, him. Defending him. I I applaud your initiative. Like my grandmother yeah. defended me. She knew my mom was batshit crazy. Five one had a horror. Like, I remember before my mom became a, a, a religious right fanatic. Uh, it was just banging the tambourine, speaking in tongues, dancing down the aisles of the church. My grandmother hated her because she had a sailor's mouth. My mom dropped the F-bomb. She used cunt all the time. And this is in the wow. 70s and early 80s when that word barely existed across yeah. the pond. And then, you know, she got saved and she stopped drinking and smoking and cursing. Yeah. Except for... What age was, was she when that happened? She was... Let's see. She's 20 years older than me. Uh, I was probably three so oh. she was twenty three. Oh, okay. She, had, I mean, just. I was just wondering if I if I might still be saved. Probably not, right? I'm probably. I mean, I don't know. Unsavable uh, at this point. You know, I think I think we're all savable. I mean, Leslie is she's a Judeo Christian. She she loves yeah. the Jesus. Hi, Leslie. <laughs> Hi, Leslie. Oh. Jason told best. me I had to ask you before I got myself a shot of crown, so I didn't oh, get I didn't get one. But uh, you don't pour yourself. No, but if you want I told one, him no. Pour it yourself, Dad. You just pour it yourself. He, he, but I, we were trying to respect your space, kid. Oh my god. <laughs> Come on. And there yeah, you let's go. Let's go. Oh my! I was like, no, I'm not. I, Leslie told me I could do beer. This is where I. I <laughs> you know, you can Thank you, my friend. Any. Oh, you're the best. Dirty bills. Dirty bills. Worst gay bar in town. It is the worst. Game. It is the worst. It is the best, though. Cheers, Cheers. my friend. Yeah. Let's. I can't believe. Sorry, it. I interrupted your mom being saved in uh, that story. No, no, no. That's a good story to interrupt. Uh, she's just. She's crazy. And I think she's going to stab me. She still is crazy. Uh, oh, God bless you. Well, that, how'd that go down, by the way? <laughs> oh, like good. the Lord Jesus Himself. Good. good. That was that's good. Crown. Uh, Dirty Bills has the best crown in town, without a doubt. <laughs> so, by the way, I guess the other night, uh, after our friends from, I didn't realize how drunk I was. <laughs> so, uh, Jason and I, in our many planning <laughs> meetings for this uh, podcast launch, met at uh, a bar around the corner, <laughs> and then came uh, here. Yeah, our man. Uh, What's our man's name? Taboo. Taboo. <laughs> from <laughs> from Black Eyed Peas was there. I thought he was nice enough. I don't yeah. know. That's fine. Uh, but uh, yeah, we talked to him for a little bit, and then yeah, we wound up back here. Leslie and, did not uh, serve me. Oh really? That I is, actually did not. That is responsible bar ownership. <laughs> it's responsible Leslie. bar ownership. That was well the only played. Time that I have ever not served somebody. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's not true. But that's the only time that I have not served you. Okay. Because you were. Yeah, I was. I, I, How did you? You? I, I. I've known you to be resistant to the ways of alcohol uh, in many fronts. First of all, I never see you totally wasted, and you allege you've never been hungover. I still don't believe in this. Superpower. I don't either, and I also don't believe it. I also want to yell a big F you. Oh yes, I don't care. You can fucking say whatever you want. This is the best part about this podcast of being in a bar that you get to hear Leslie come in and hang out and chat with us a little bit. Uh, I don't get hangovers. I yeah. love them. Uh, I love the idea of not having them. It's it, yeah. it is if you don't want to get them, I can give you my powers. How? It's called is that FMT. A- FMT. Yep. Fecal matter transplants. They take my poop and they shove it up your butt. Leslie, <laughs> <laughs> this is his third poop bit. Uh, <laughs> and every, all conversations come back to poop yeah, sex. Yeah. Poop, poop or sex? 
Uh, and then there's pooper sex. Right. How did so, you get so destroyed that night, though? What was it? I don't know. Yeah. We weren't doing shots. I no. was just drinking. I didn't eat dinner. Well, as soon as I, I showed up and I saw you, I was like, Jason's not that. He's late day. He's a little off. I, I don't know if I've seen him like that before. And then I was like, oh, he's just wasted. Well, yeah, <laughs> That's no, fine. Super wasted. Yeah. Super wasted. I thought it was... Uh, I, yeah, I, I always I always find that interesting. Uh, yeah, I, I came home, uh, but no, I, I don't know. I mean, I, I felt fine the next day. I had, that's when I bumped into your other working partner. Oh yeah, and she politely told me to fuck right off. I felt really bad too. By what the happened? way, uh, so I saw her. She uh, does that from time to time. Uh, I know, but I felt I felt super bad actually because she had blue with her, and blue kind of snuggled up around yeah. my boot. Now my dog likes her it. Dog, yeah. When uh when I rub him with my shoe, like my banjo oh, loves yeah. it. Banjo loves it. He's like, yeah. oh, look. and I'm like, hey, boo, and I'm rubbing him, and then I, you were I just, foot petting him. And I was foot petting him, and I think your friend got upset with me. I, I will. I don't blame her. It's not my dog, yeah. but my dog loves it. So then I was like, oh, I should probably send her a message and be like, hey, listen, the foot petting thing. It's just my dog loves it. It's a bad habit. I'm so sorry. But she gave me a nice hug, and she said, yeah. I hope you're doing well. I hate you that you're not hungover this morning. Um, oh right. And I, I looked at her, and I had a uh, a fruit. Uh, not a fruit, a vegetable smoothie blend, like one of those vegetable waters you get at uh, Whole Foods. And I showed her that, and I said, oh, well, I'm going to go get some beers now. Right. And then she told me to vote. <laughs> it was a windy day, and uh, that's, that's what happened. Um, so, John C. Riley is going to <laughs> have some sex, again, with, uh, with a married woman. A, a couple of things. One, um, have you ever had sex with a married woman? Yeah, well, okay. <laughs> Yeah, well, okay. We're not See, in the court of law. We have to... Uh, have Did you to, know she was married? We have to be careful on episode one here, Jason, because there's <laughs> lots of people who are hearing us for the first time, and I don't want to negatively develop my character into being one that's an adulterer, adulterer enabler. That's right. People that say they have. No, I, uh, I did... Uh, I, I have, but it was... Hang on, let me think. Yeah, uh, it was while I, I was actually still married as well and she was married but we were both separated like I, I, I we come back to my failed marriage for the eighth time this episode <laughs> uh, yeah like she wasn't she had already moved out and I met this girl and uh, she was in a we bonded over our similar situations and that we got married in our early 20s and we're like surely this is the person we're gonna be with forever and then in, in short quick fashion it didn't work out and so both of us were still married, but only because of paperwork. Okay. Uh, and we used to joke that we were uh, both happily married, just not to each other. Uh, <laughs> and, uh, I like that. That's very because good. yeah, neither of us. I guess it, her, she had, she remained married for a long. Cat, what's your situation? I'm gonna just include everybody's names. Because uh, yeah, I think she was eventually like she was married for ten years in the grand scheme of things, but. Uh, was separated and, and totally not in a relationship for eight of them. Interesting. And yeah, I we lasted about a year, and then it took fourteen months after that before we were divorced. So, yeah, uh, we were neither of us just in a hurry to get divorced, even though our relationships were over. So yeah. I did it with that married lady, but I've never, I've never known the thrill. I don't think. Hang on, the thrill. I would assume it'd be a thrill, right? No, I've never known. Excuse me. Hang on. Character development. I've never known the shame of ruining another person's union. How, but how do you know it's ruining? What if they're what if they're avid swingers? 
Oh right. What yeah. if that? What if it's an open door policy? Like I was. So I was in this. I was in uh, Portland, Oregon, working allegedly. Yeah. Whatever I do for work. Okay. And I'm up there. Leslie, for, do you know Jason's job? I, he's he, he's acting. He keeps telling me like he's employed. I don't think he does anything. I do a lot of things. Yeah, that's what I was gonna say. I was like, which one? Meow, meow. I do a lot of. So I'm in Portland, Oregon. We're having fun. We're having a good time. And uh, I the the, the show that I, that I spoke at this event, and then there was a show, and I was there, and I was drinking with a lot of people, and then I took a lot of people out drinking, and then I was in the hotel bar at the end. Right. And this cute girl walks up. And she's like, "Hey, how are you?" And I'm like, oh, "I'm good. How are you?" She goes, "By the way, uh, I'm a uh, my husband and I. We have an open relationship." Oh, and I okay. travel a lot, so you know I've got his permission this weekend, as long as I don't bring anything home. Right. And now this is where I have two options in life. I'd be like, "That's cute." Of course, I've got to go. I have the glass. I'll pay for your glass of wine. See you later. Yeah. Or question time. And then I just go right to question time, and I make her think we are going to have sex. <laughs> And I talk her ear off until the hotel bar closes at 2.30 in the morning in Portland. And then we go, get in the elevator together, we're riding up, I hit mm-hmm. my floor, she hits her floor, she's a mm-hmm. much higher floor, paid more money, nice company I'm assuming. Oh, okay. And my, the, the, we got other people in the elevator and we're still chatting. And then the floor opens up and I'm like, bye. And she's like, she's like, I, I've got to go pee. <laughs> um, so I'm like, nope, see you later. Wow. And I mean, one my what wife. A cock tease. Well, also my wife. She's she's oh, not as open uh, right, with with, right. The, with the sexuality as this alleged woman was. I, I think it's a great line though. Like I think it's an interesting thing that if you're like, no, I've got a wedding band. I'm like, nice diamond. She's oh no no no. We get to sleep with other people. This is cool. Yeah. And that to me. That... Right. I mean, that to me is the. It's. It's fuckery at some point, right? Yeah, I'm, I mean, look, I'm a, I'm a. Can I call your open, husband? Open-minded person. Yeah. I could not exist in a relationship like that. I, I don't know. I well, mean, I, a very famous person who lives here in town. I'm not very famous. He's just, hey, by the way, you're uh-huh. welcome. Uh, owner of Onnit, Aubrey Marcus. Oh. He's married to a gorgeous woman. Or they're engaged, or they're going to yeah. be married, or whatever. Open relationship. <laughs> she can get down with whatever dude she wants, and he can get down with whatever girl he wants. Yeah, I don't. I just don't know how that can work, right? Like, I mean, if for for me, I just here. Uh, let me say the token guy thing. I think that I could, uh, I could suck it up, and I could fuck other chicks, but I couldn't take her doing it with other people. That's I not mean, a guy thing. <laughs> <laughs> Leslie agrees. Leslie agrees. I would yeah. be able to do all of it. And it would not be yeah. Because the one thing you don't want to be like, so how was last night? I mean, she sucks a mean dick. Excuse me? I mean, what? I am a uh, no touching. My, my, I don't like sharing. I don't like, oh, no, right. I don't like sharing. Uh, I, yeah, so that's, I mean, sorry, folks. Weird, weird tangent. Oh, yeah, we're still, we're, we're, we're still step They're still, we're still step watching. Uh, they sold the house. I was once in Las Vegas. It was weird. I have one ex who is now like a really close friend. And we were in Las Vegas together two years after we had broken up, uh-huh. uh, just as friends. She had, was there for a work type thing, and I love Vegas. And she's like, "I'm going you to Vegas for a week." Yeah, and I was like, and "She said you want to come." I was like, "Yeah, let's go." And uh, I think we probably did hook up once while we were there. But one of her—I uh, don't want to share too much about this one because I like her. But 
That's fine. Uh, one, one of her is a real real estate convention, and one of her realtor friends uh, is a total freak. And there are a couple who, I guess, open relationship approached her about a full swap, uh, and not thinking that we were together. Not yeah. And, and uh, <laughs> she told me that she refused. Uh, as basically as a favor to me because in that relationship that's an interesting one too because he was much more attractive than her she was average to slightly below average uh-huh. and he was very well assembled he but, was, her, but her pussy spoke German and so he, he stayed with I don't, her I don't know what the deal was he was uh, he's I mean he's a a, a, a black guy, an African American it doesn't, it doesn't matter he's a black guy it's just a detail yeah. but uh, he was very uh, attractive man, and yeah, she was she was just fine. And I guess they, they approached my friend about this whole arrangement, and she said she was she would have loved to, but she refused because she was like Jason doesn't want to get with her. And I, when she told me about it later, I was like, God damn it, I absolutely would have gotten with it. just a couple more cocktails. Yeah, yeah. The, I mean, we're, it we're wasn't never... even a couple of cocktail situation. I was like, you don't know my standard. That's fine. That's fine. I was totally for a night for a I was totally event. into that. That. Oh yeah, hell yes! All right, what's happened here? Are so, we burying uh, yeah, so, so they've sold the house. The parents are getting divorced. Uh, John C. Riley knocked Will Ferrell out and thought he was dead. And Ninja and and uh, Will Ferrell basically says, "I have ninja-like skills, and uh, I was faking it. I, I I I can slow my heartbeat down. I'm a superhuman, and now I'm going to shower you with dirt. Yeah, die. You this is such die. an impressive hole." That I'm to believe John C. Riley, Doug. Just it's great, isn't it? Look like, at the sides. Even even in the the faced with the reality that I've killed a person, and if I don't just d- get rid of this Look body, at that. just pat their dirt down. If I, mean, I don't get rid of this body, I'll spend the rest of my life in prison. I would never have the fortitude to dig a hole that good. Like I would get I would get 18 inches deep and be like, this has got to be good enough, right? It's just like good enough for government work, right? Let's roll them in there and cover them up. Like I can't. That, that was a very impressive hole. It's good. It's good. I, I don't think people realize how long it takes to dig a hole that deep. Yeah. I mean, they are, and they are no longer. I mean, now with the divorce, according to John C. Riley, they are no longer stepbrothers. And now they're. Going, oh right. Yeah. So they that parents are broken up. They're divorced, and now they are going off on their own. Now they're going to be adults. Now the, the big question here is, quite honestly, is do you feel like you've grown up yet? Are you asking me that? Yeah, I'm asking you that. Do you feel no, like you? No. Well, I mean, are there parts of you that are grown up and parts of you that are like, do you? St- they're digging in the heels and saying, "Fuck it, I'm not grown up." Oh, God. Like, getting, I mean, I'm not. Like, right, I'm, intros- I'm 100% not grown up. Introspective on episode one. Well, episode one, a little introspective, but like, I mean, I have a daughter. I've got a dog. Yeah. I've got a wife. I've got yeah. a house. Yeah. Um, and I still yeah. just do really dumb shit. And I'm, I'm not an adult. I mean, I'm a, I'm a great father. I'm a shitty adult. Like, I'm just not. <laughs> I'm not. I, yeah. I think it's okay to drink in the morning. Uh, I think it's weird when people judge you. I think, I think life should be run like an airport, where you can drink anytime you want and not be judged. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You know, the Austin airport won't serve, won't serve you on Sundays before noon. That's, that's real bullshit. I'm like, oh. I, I no, know. I know. The it's all the should be bar just... owner. Thank you. But in, in the airport, that's like international waters. Uh, it I should agree. Be, so the rule with be... ABC is we can't start before ten, but then at with ten, food. 
You have to have food in front of you. You got to get one of those shitty tacos at the airport. Come episode seven, we will realize not to let people without a microphone explain things. (laughs) (laughs) But but yeah, uh, on Sundays, you can't serve till uh, till noon. That's a Jesus thing. But uh, you're right. you can serve at ten if you if, if people eat food. Is that what is that what I how I yeah you have to so you can't serve before ten and then after 10. yeah just, ten to twelve you have to have food on the table rung in the uh, the, the airport bar uh, on a Sunday at like eleven fifty seven a.m. is the ugliest uh, collection of souls. Who are all like just hungry dogs? Like, no, ah! none of the people are like, oh, you know what? I'm just really afraid of flying. I have to have a double vodka tonic before I take off. Everybody <laughs> is like, I am hungover as fuck. I need something in me right now. Please help. And the that bartender guy is just standing there, just like watching the clock. He's like, I don't care. Tick. I don't. I don't. I, it doesn't bother me at all. The longest. I'm not in minutes. pain. You're in pain. I hope you're. In, you deserve this. What you did, you asked for this. I mean, I, I, by the way, when you fly out, do you get to the airport early just for that extra expensive drink? Because <laughs> it is. I mean, uh, not particularly, but yeah, uh, I will. I I've been known to stop at the the bar and quickly uh, drink a, a tall Bud Light and have a shot of Crown. I, I've been known to quickly spend twenty one dollars at the airport bar <laughs> before uh, getting on a flight. Oh no, well don't do oh, it. Oh don't don't no 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 It's gonna with the bar mat into the Oh he's gonna oh. get himself a day. Oh, oh, oh they got the my. Oh that's a that's a lot of Will Ferrell I don't need to see. Will oh. Ferrell's wiping his ass with a bath mat and he just left Costco with quite a bit of toilet paper now. Um he's very excited. I remember the first time I uh had a I guess you'd say an apartment by myself and realized oh that doesn't come with toilet paper. <laughs> <laughs> But it comes with a shower, and it's a bidet. It's just, I'm just, it's French. Yeah. You know, I, I, I rationalize with if you had a piece of poop on your arm, would you wipe it off with toilet paper, or would you wash it off? Okay. Yeah, wa- you wash I, it off. I follow mostly. So right then, you're just mushing the brown back where it came out of. It's a lot of poop on this episode. A lot of poop. A lot of um, Catalina wine mixer. He's pitching. He wants to go. He's, he's cashing. Uh, you know he's, what? He's this, cashing checks. He's snapping necks. This is where I, I I came in on cable one day. Now, have you been to Catalina? I have not. Oh, see, I've been to Catalina. I've spent some time on Catalina. Catalina is an awful place. Hey, Catalina tourism board, suck a fat dick. You're uh, a horrible location. It's awful. J- Jason, they just emailed about sponsoring next week's episode. <laughs> and next week, I'll change my attitude. But this week. Horrible. So I used to, as I said, uh, Bisbee Black and Blue. Also, they did some other fishing tournaments. And I represented a sport fishing team called Bad Company. Named after the band or the song. Huh. Band song? Song? Right. Band? Whatever. Is it a song? Uh, bad Company's a song. I can hear the song. I, I, bad Company. But I think it also is a band, right? I think so. I think it's a, yeah. Well, only one of us was in the music industry. If only one of us played music and knew about music. My bad. Oh well, I, I, if I the day that you hear me introducing a bad company song, you're like, God damn, Jason Dix washed up. <laughs> he's he fallen. Remember that guy was a badass. Now oh, Jesus Christ, introducing classic rock songs. Say, have, you, have you been to Portland, Oregon? Segway. No. So Portland, Oregon has this strip club, oldest strip club west of the Mississippi. It's called Mary's Club. Okay. It's where strippers start. It's where strippers die. So if you're like go to Portland, Oregon, per capita has more strippers than any other place. In America, really, or more strip clubs? Oh, more strip clubs 
Huh. And, I mean, it's, and everybody it's, goes. To, I mean, like it's a big deal. It's there. yeah. I mean, like they have great lunch. Right. It's, it's super fun. It's super, right. like I worked with a handful of women at this place called MK out of business now, so I don't care about the name. Uh, and they would be like, "We're gonna go to this place because they have the best all meat or all lamb euro." So I'm like, "Oh, fantastic! It's a fucking strip club." So I'm with my two female bosses. Nice. And we're at a strip club, and Portland's all naked, full contact. So I've got just booga woof right in my face no one cares dancing and I'm trying to eat a euro <laughs> stomach that for a moment <laughs> yeah. yeah tzatziki sauce everywhere <laughs> but uh <laughs> thank you that's your kind you're <laughs> the crown is kicked in and now oh, I'm a little funnier this is where <laughs> yes yeah, why you guys need to drink yeah. along fuckers but uh anyways I don't know we're there but uh, Catalina uh, Savage off place so we, we did fishing tournaments there yeah and all these fishermen would come there, and it's one. Well, there's there's only a couple of bars there, and one is called the Marlin Club. And I would go, and I, it's Marlin Club sounds nice. It's the worst bar in America, and I that's the only place I'd go drink because I could drink for free there because I was one of the people who was a partner of the Catalina Classic, the Marlin Fishing Tournament. So all the fishermen followed me where I went to drink. Unfortunately, mm. it's also just an island full of dudes, and there's mm. no cars. Mm. They only have golf carts there, and you rent them. For the week or for the day, oh, you drive okay. around in a fucking, and you get it. You can get a DUI in yeah. a fucking golf cart. I was gonna say I, the the white trash version of the story. I've been to Port Aransas a lot of times, and that that happens there. People just drive around the island with a golf cart, and they seem to think that it's not like a real vehicle. Like because it's not. Well, but the, but that the rules don't apply. <laughs> yeah. They're like, well, I would never drive my car after twenty, uh, you know, beers and five shots. But this thing, this is just like a wheel. Well, and honestly, well, you you can't run someone over. The wheels aren't big enough. You get <laughs> caught on. You can get caught on a fat girl's leg. She's like, try to run me over. Like, I can't. I can't. I can't. It's dumb. And they don't have blinkers. They don't have blinkers. Oh, yeah. They don't have brake lights. They don't have headlights. You want to talk about crazy? Drive drunk in Catalina up a crazy fucking hill, pitch blackout, and there's still wild animals and buffalo running around right. that whole goddamn island. It's terrifying. Blackout, blackout driving. Blackout, blackout driving that's, that's in right. Catalina. However, the Hershey family still owns a part of it. Um, the Wrigley family owns a big part of it. I hooked up with one of the girls from the Wrigley family while I was there, so I got to move out of my horrible accommodations and go into the Wrigley family mansion. Nice. That was fun. Wrigley Field, Wrigley family? Yeah. Man, man. They used to, the Wrigley Field, they used to fly the Cubbies out there, and that's where they did their spring yeah. training, was on Catalina Island. Leslie, doesn't it seem like Jason is like the most interesting man in the world? And I, the next and I'm And i like, like the seventh most famous radio <laughs> DJ in Austin. <laughs> you are the most famous DJ in Austin. Doesn't seem. It seems perfectly good. Yeah. But uh, yeah, so Catalina, I mean, I just, I just, I guess I, I say it because I don't. Uh, I get the Catalina wine mixer. I'm excited about it. I think it's. I think they're having a good time selling helicopters. I don't know why you would sell them on Catalina, and it's it's a horrible place. How much? Uh, I've been wondering about this after sure. a recent experience. What the international rate for lap dances is still twenty dollars in the strip club, right? But I go, yeah. I. I uh, By the way, I don't do a lot of strip clubs. I yeah, it was always free. No, no. It's <laughs> Leslie thinks it's free because she's a woman. Yeah. Yes. Leslie's, Leslie's an attractive woman, and she's like, yeah. what? It's not free? Hey, how much does a beer cost? Leslie's Isn't like, everything free yeah. when you're printing? Isn't that? Yeah. Uh, uh, I'm sorry. Drinks I'm, are not, but lot dances are. 
Lap dances uh, are free for Leslie. Generally speaking, drinks are free. I was, for her, I've, I've she's been a, single and ready to mingle. I've been astonished for years that, like, because I remember when I first went to a, a gentleman's establishment, and you know, fifteen years ago, and the lap dances were twenty dollars. And now in 2018, for the most part, the lap dance is still twenty dollars. I'm like, is the, the lap dance is resistant to inflation? Like it does not, uh, it, it, the price does not change with anything. Uh, however, the, my last visit, it was my uh, friend AC's bachelor party. AC, eighth friend name drop of the podcast. Take that, buddy. <laughs> uh, where, yeah, I, I was getting a dance and right before she started, she said, just to let you know, my dances are 25. And again- First of all, you know why it's 20? Yeah. Because it's a $20 bill. Right. You take the, one thing. Yeah. Boom. So they would have to like, well, yeah, I don't know what the next jump would be. Would it be forty? Like someday they're just gonna jump to forty? No, it's gotta be fifty because it's a fifty dollar oh, bill. You gotta go day, single bill. bills. Yeah, until we come out, we need we need a thirty dollar bill. Donald J. Trump, you, that's your opportunity to save your presidency. Is come out with a thirty dollar bill. bill. Do you remember what happened at the Ginger Palooza party thing? <laughs> Probably not. Probably not. We <laughs> went to the strip club. Oh, I didn't make it there. I definitely. Didn't. Uh, so we went to I Palazzo, I, I think. Uh, we went to Palazzo. Okay. And uh, by the way, four beer movie, kids, in case you're trying to keep up. Um, we went to the Palazzo, and the gentleman there, another Jason, also redheaded. Oh, um, I love that Jason. He's you love that Jason. He's a good guy. Yeah. He gave me $200 bills. $201 bills. Yeah. So just a big fat stack of dollar bills. And he said, go make it rain. <laughs> now, my idea of making it rain and his idea of making it rain polar opposites. So I get on stage with all these naked girls and they're all dancing around me. Yeah. And I take the $200 and I throw it out in the crowd. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. I made it right. Right. I was supposed to throw it on the girls because right. then the girls give the money back to Jason. Oh, okay. Yeah. He can recoup them with that money. Then he just gets that is money Is that back. how it works? I don't like knowing how the sausage is made. This is what, how, <laughs> is the, how the, the strip club works. Let me tell you. He I thought was, the girls got that money. He was not happy. Because everybody else just soaked up your... Oh, Jesus. People money. were like rabid like dogs. like Jack Nicholson, Batman. Uh, he's dumping money on the crowd. People oh, yeah. just get to keep it. Go crazy. And I'm yeah. like, no, they're going to spend it on drinks and they're going to give it back to the dancers. He goes, I don't need it given back to the fucking dancers. It was mine to begin with. <laughs> like, oh, huh. well... That's interesting. Yeah, and then I was politely asked. I mean, I wasn't uh, asked to leave right away, but... Well, the show was over. I didn't even make it there, so you win. Uh, but the, the, when she told me the dance is twenty five, I was like, you know what? I was just thinking the other day about how the you know the Did effects get... of the open market had not affected the strip of the lap dance prices yet. So I'm happy to hear that. Unless. Did she should she charge me twenty five because she wanted a little it like she, this is my 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 self conscious Jason coming out okay like she thought. Dancing for me would cost more. Like that was it was like if you were just another dude, it would just be twenty. But for you, it's twenty five. That's what I was. That's what I was. And thinking. for Leslie, free. Right, obviously. Obviously, in that same regard, yeah. She thought that I. Oh, she thought I was baller. So she's like, yeah. he, he, this guy can afford twenty five. Pull, pull some more cheddar out of you. I don't think. I don't think. Nobody looks at me and thinks that guy's. No. No, I don't. No. no. No, 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 dude. Leslie asked, "Do we tip on top of the yeah, 20? Yeah, no, we don't tip. I mean, um, I, I, it's, I, you tip your bartender. You don't tip your dancer. I mean, because I mean, she's a private dancer. She's, she's literally, dancing for money. <laughs> yeah, and she she makes 
$20 per three minutes and 14 seconds. That's fucking pretty good rates. That's a, I mean, those are phenomenal. Like, you know, it's weird. So bring it back to Portland, Oregon uh, uh, and um, Mary's Club. The women there have a jukebox like Leslie has here at Dirty Bills. And if you want them to dance, you need to give them dollar bills so that they'll dance so you can give them more dollar bills. So a woman will walk out buck naked, 50 years old, tits at her knees, horrible ass, and just stand there, tapping her foot, and waiting. With no music on? No music. Just in silence. Just in silence and waiting. And her time doesn't start until the music starts. So veterans know, and they just give her a couple right. bucks, and they're like, Get off the fucking stage. Right. I want to see Tammy from Iowa, who's 18 years old and just turned 18 yesterday and is excited to strip at Mary's Club. Good for her. She's at least a former gymnast. You are a former God knows what. Yeah. You've ridden the strip machine (laughs) all the way to the end. It's time for you to stop. But they'll do that. They'll wait for money. Wow. Which I think is a bold move. Yeah. I mean, to not have to have a strip club and not have a DJ. Yeah. But just have a jukebox and just be like, oh, what? You want her to move? <laughs> you got to pay to make her move. And because then she wants how much can bills. you make on that? Leslie, do you get paid from the, the jukebox? Somebody owns yeah, it, right? Yeah, they own it and they run this truck. Oh, but they do pay you for it. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I've given I've given this restaurant a lot of money, or I'm sorry, this bar a lot of money. But do you have shitty music? At what point it was paying over? Oh, really? the jukebox was paying the rent Literally, for dirty bills. First, wow. The first few years that we were open. But if if so, if nobody's put money in the jukebox, is it just silent in here? No, no, no. I mean, I know we it's, have like Pandora and Spotify. Oh, okay. Which yeah. Um, <laughs> well, she has she has she has a she has a mixtape. Yeah, I have a mixtape and then we have de- we have a lot of DJs now, so we don't make oh. as much money as we used to, but it's funny, right. it has an app too. So very Yeah, you get, I, you, I can just sit here and turn it on right uh, now. Oh, I put money in it all. I was here when I was drunk here the other night I put money in. <laughs> I like there's only there's only there's like five songs I like to play. Yeah. And Leslie and before when uh, April was uh was, was working here, she'd be like do really? Yeah. It's the same fucking five songs, and it's Fucker Gently, Tenacious D. Oh, good choice. Good choice. Uh, let's see. What else? Uh, I Love the Rainy Nights <laughs> is is another one. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's kind of weird that there's not music on it. I like uh, – what's the other one that I um, – I'm pulling up my phone here because I've, I've got some of these on my phone. Um, fucking Problems with Drake. I just like the idea that Leslie refused you service that night, so you went to the jukebox and put a five in and <laughs> said, Fire Eagle, please. You want to take my money. <laughs> Someone's taking money from me. I don't care somebody, who it is. Somebody give me, can I get a beer out of the jukebox? No, that's not, okay. No, okay. Well, yeah. uh, I'm going to play this shitty music then. And I, I play three or four songs. Um, what's the fourth song that I'll play? I forget now, but it's uh oh, it's um it is from it's another Will Ferrell movie, and it's Love Me Sexy, uh, <laughs> from, from, from Semi Pro. From Semi Pro. That's funny. I was just, we're getting we're nearing the end of the film here. We right? are. I, I just know that's got to be true because I'm going to have to piece it. Yeah. Uh, but uh, <laughs> every un- two hours, unpopular opinion. Will yeah. Ferrell, a overrated. A little. Anchorman, my probably my favorite comedy of all time. Oh, by the way, do you know uh, we're doing Anchorman with Brian Mays from KVU in the morning? Really? <laughs> he agreed. Let him hear this episode and then <laughs> he see if he's know. still going. Fuck still no. Uh, we're, no. We might do it next week. I'm into it. I'm totally into it. 
Uh, is he not and, our anchor man though? I mean, and not, this is no disrespect to Brian, who's probably going to hear this and be like, "What the fuck are these guys doing?" But seriously, like, no disrespect. Brian Mays is kind of our anchor man. He's yeah. all, he, he wears the Rolex. He's got the one button on the suit. Yeah, totally um, baller. Sometimes he just moves Yvonne right out of the way when she starts talking about her kids. He's just <laughs> like, "Whoa!" And boom. We're I I just think Will Ferrell is uh, he's like the Sammy Sosa of comedic movie stars. Like he, Sammy Sosa, he swings for the fence and he's gonna hit a home run one out of every nine at bats, and then the other eight at bats he's gonna strike out. Okay, there's a lot of kicking and screaming. Uh, Will Ferrell's out there. So there's where do you put? Of, and you, that's the thing. Semi pro is the one that I can go both ways on. Like, I think it's pretty in, good, in, in but general, I think it's pretty bad. Yeah, I, I could. I'll tell you what, it's not on our movie list. Because I couldn't watch it four times. I can't take notes on it. Like, I can't. And by the way, you guys are thinking, this fucking guy watched this movie and took notes. And then, well, the, the prop, this is the beauty of the thing. The uh, For those of you, second, third, fourth, whatever episode we're on here, who cares? The idea, the concept is, is that you're watching a movie that you love and then you're having conversation around it. Right. You're not sitting at home by yourself and you're like, the shape of water's on. Everyone shut the fuck up. We got to watch this. This is an amazing story. Great. It's yeah. an amazing fucking story. This is not what we do conversation happens whether it's a football game like I mean sometimes you want to watch the Super Bowl alone maybe your favorite team's in it like the Dallas Cowboys if they ever get there I saw that that was a shot fired it was (laughs) how dare you you? or it's you don't know the teams but you you're obligated to have a Super Bowl party because you've got a pool and (laughs) you just have a party and maybe and only the time people shuts up or or, or during the ads and when it starts off it's first five seconds of the ad if it's shitty you're out yeah. You're done. Yeah. And then everyone starts talking again. You have pizza, you've got wings, you've got beers. This is the whole idea of this is that, yeah, the brothers are trying to hug and still punch each other and have a good time. And Will Ferrell's going to once again profess his love to the his therapist slash who he thinks should be his lover. Um, it's great. But to Will Ferrell overrated, I agree. I also would say, because you say swings for the fences, where do you put our good friend, Academy Award winner, Cuba mm. Gooding Jr.? Whew. I mean, Snow Dogs. So let's just, yeah. His IMDb list is four pages long. Cuba, I mean, it's like, <laughs> when, when the fourth best thing that you did was play O.J. Simpson, and you're like barely in it. <laughs> and it looks nothing on, like O.J. Right, like FX, FX. went. Fuck it. I don't right. care that he doesn't look right. like how there's gotta be an actor that looks a little more like OJ than a guy who's yeah. five four. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cuba that but that's now twice they could and that's his best role, uh is Jerry Maguire twice. He's pulled off the pulled off the football player thing. Uh yeah, yeah I, I I got nothing but love for Cuba Gooding Jr. Do you think Danny Amendola looks I'm a at school him and goes, teacher, yeah. I'm about to womp your ass? <laughs> Uh, I don't. I don't. I think Cuba Gooding Jr. is just. I, I think he is that person who is just like you know what? It's just it's about, it's about checks. Sure. S- Snow dogs, whatever, whatever the movie is, I don't care. It's about right. checks. It's like uh, when somebody comes into Dirty Bills and puts Chumbawamba on the jukebox, and Leslie's like, "Are you fucking kidding me?" And then he's like, "No, she pays the rent." Hey man, let's go. I get knocked down, but I get let's, up again. Let's go. Let's <laughs> 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 is, you have the power to skip it? Is that what you say? Oh, yeah, and there's even a thing that says. Uh, oh, let's see. It says, oh, attention, the bartender reserves the right 
<laughs> to skip your <laughs> crap ass songs. So, so don't, don't play, play crappy music. Dirty bills. Dirty bills. Best bar in Austin. I fucking love it. I love that That's a great. song is seven dollars on that jukebox, and she's like, I give zero fucks. Yeah, I a Topo Chico's cheaper. I suggest you drink a Topo and sing to yourself, you weird fucker, because if you put Chumba Wumba on, we got big problems. <laughs> Uh, so you're telling me we're not going to do The Shape of Water on this podcast? Is that right? I mean, we can. I think it's exciting. I've not seen it yet. I, um, uh, have you seen... So, one, it's it's a heavy movie. Right. I, I do want to do one You don't want to do uh, Schindler's List next week? <laughs> play Guess Your Number? No, I don't want to do that. No. no that's. <laughs> I think that there's a, there's a heaviness to that. I do want to do... Like, I do want to find a classic heavy, heavy movie that... Like maybe a Michael Keaton movie where he was a drunk and then he came where he wasn't funny. Where Michael, as there was a time okay. where Michael Keaton wasn't funny. There's like a time mm. where Chevy Chase wasn't funny. Oh right, it's I want to or like since 1989. Yeah, since since <laughs> since Fletch because Fletch too, and I love Fletch. Fletch is one of my favorite films. Uh, Fletch too was a horrible film. I don't, I definitely did not see Fletch too. You didn't see Fletch too? No, I, it might be in the Step Brothers category for me too, as where like I can see I mean, it in there in some regard. But I, I, so I've watched Fletch two twice. I've watched it once sober, and I was I was pretty upset with it. And yeah. then I watched it on mushrooms, and I was pretty happy with it. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, I think I'm pretty happy on anything yeah. on mushrooms. I've never so. done the mushrooms. You haven't? No. Oh. I'm sorry. What? I've never done mushrooms. Do I? Do I got to do that? I had, we'll probably have to do a movie with them. Uh, right. So there that's was like a, a, that's. It's like a thing. It, 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 look, Sacrilegious did, to be in Dirty Bills if you've never done mushrooms? No, just, no, in, general. just in general. Even yeah. when my mom told me she never tried drugs, I was like, should at least try mushrooms. Huh. I mean, for surely mushrooms, because mushrooms are fun. So there was uh, two years ago, three years ago, South by Southwest. I was with a friend of mine. I won't mention his name. I don't want to put him on blast. But he had mushrooms, and he goes, hey, have you done mushrooms before? And I'm like, yeah, sure. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I had, but I hadn't. I mean, I'd done them, but not. I did a little bit. It's right. like four grams, and I was like, this "Sounds good to me." Yeah, it's a lot. Yeah. Uh, and then I went to a meeting at an event, and uh, we went to this place, this co-working space out off towards the airport. Okay. Three of the walls are plexiglass. One wall's velvet. <laughs> Sounds like a perfect <laughs> it's, mushroom it's, place. Oh game. Jesus! <laughs> so I'm leaning back, feeling the wall, having this conversation, and uh, this the bartender. She knew who I was. And she's like, I'll just bring you beers. Just text me, Jason. Here's my number. It was like the best scenario ever. However, I couldn't see her open the door. So it looked like she was walking through the plexiglass yeah. to get to us. And I couldn't find a door. So I couldn't leave the room. So she, I just kept texting her. She just kept, the meeting's over. <laughs> I'm just texting her. She's just bringing me beers. And I just find it magical that she can walk through the fucking walls. <laughs> I'm done. And finally, I said, hey, I have to pee. Can you... Can you take me out of here? She goes, well, what do you mean? I'm like, no, no, I can't figure out how to get out of here. You walk through the walls. Can you take me with you? She goes, sure. And she takes me. And then my friend's like, wait, I'm trapped in here. She's like, are you fucking kidding me? So then she goes in and gets my friend, takes us out. We uh, meet a couple other friends. We go back to his place. He's very excited. He thinks he's going to get laid. There's a very nice girl there. And we all do some another four grams of mushrooms. And now I'm on Jupiter. I'm having a great time. And I think everything's hilarious and funny. And of course, she starts throwing up because she's eaten. Oh my God. And I start laughing. You're laughing at her throwing up? Oh, yes. Because I'm like, you can't make out with her with that breath. But look, you're already <laughs> holding her hair. It's kind of like doggy style. This is hilarious. 
and I'm having a great time. He ordered me an Uber and kicked me out of his house. Wow. Mushrooms. Isn't, but see, that's the thing is like, and that's why I've never really had a mushroom opportunity necessarily, but I've heard so many like bad mushroom stories. Oh, I only have good ones. Uh, I fell in a hole. Oh, okay. <laughs> I fell in a hole. <laughs> Leslie was caught in a well. You saw it on the Today Show. That was, yeah, that yeah, was the like, girl. Little baby Leslie. Uh, little baby Leslie in the well. <laughs> Mushrooms. It was me. It was uh, me. But yeah, like, isn't there the the potential of a bad trip? Like, isn't there the possibility there's that it's going to be? I, mean, a disaster? There's, I don't know. I don't like to entertain negative thoughts like that. I like to entertain positive thoughts where I have fun. That's just why I'm a right. happy drunk. Right. Because I entertain thoughts of positivity and fun, and you can all, it can listen. You can always go down a dark alley for sure. Uh, you know, one too many tequilas or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. I love tequila. It's a good. And mm-hmm. uh, real, real quick. Um, they flew a helicopter to a school and they beat some kids up. Uh, that's the end. Of, that's the end of the movie, by the way. Uh, they beat kids up as forty-year-old men or forty-one-year-old. I'm assuming it's probably been a year. Forty-one-year-old uh, men. Um, I don't think that's okay. Is there no, a time? Is there, is there ever a time when it's like okay to beat a kid up? Um, is it like you've turned eighteen now? I can beat you up, or is it like you uh, you, you just can't hit kids? You find their pornographic playing cards and then you <laughs> kick them in the ass all the way out to the street. Just, uh, just <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think uh, there's a like. What is the age where it's appropriate where you're allowed to kick their ass? I don't know that there's an age. I think it's it's whatever age that there's at least promise, at least potential that they could kick your ass. You know what I mean? Like there's I there's certainly somewhere if I walked onto a middle school campus today and just started talking shit to a 13 year old, I'd I'd, I'd run into one who would fuck me up. Yeah, hundred <laughs> percent. And so like there's always one kid who's just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. He's got a mustache. <laughs> yeah. So like once they're of an age where at least there's the potential that they could they could kick my ass, then I think that that's a that's a fair fight. It's a fair like fight. Like this, yeah, yeah, yeah. John C. Riley and Will Ferrell beating up whatever elementary school kids, not not cool. not, 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 not cool. cool. Not cool. But but middle school kids, okay, that's fine. I was uh, well. We'll close on 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 this, and this is just self serving and egotistical. Um, but uh, I was playing basketball. Love play three days out of the week. Sunday games, the best games for competition. And there's these young men that come in and play with us, uh, and they're good. Oh. So I walk over to this kid and I shake his hand. I go, "Hey, forty three, take it easy on me." He goes, "I can't, man. We got to win." I said, "Okay." And then I scored nine points on him, three pointers. Raining because nice. one, it's too far to run. Like I figured out, it's too far to run all the way down the court. Uh-huh. It's easier just to just stop get to the and, arc, just get to the arc, and just just shoot. That's how Steph Curry developed his game. He's like, <laughs> just, I'm tired of running all the way down on offense. I'm just going to shoot this. from forty feet. I'm just gang. And then we get done. We win the game, and we get done. And his buddy's like, "What the fuck, man? This guy, this old ass white guy, just beat us." Because you wouldn't fucking guard him. Are you fucking kidding me? He's like 30. And I said, first of all, I come over. I put my arm around both of them. Totally uncomfortable because they don't want me touching them or around them at all. I just, and I go, for, uh, who said I was 30? He goes, you're 30. And I go, for, thank you. Oh, yeah. I'm 43. And he's <laughs> like, uh, let me see your ID. So <laughs> I jog down. I, I show him my ID. And he goes, 
motherfuckers 43. A 43-year-old white man just kicked your fucking ass. And I was like, well, first of all, once again, I want to thank you. I, I, if you could say it louder, I don't care that there's kids here. If you could just say it louder, I would be happier. And that's the, that's the end of our of, of our take here. Uh, yeah. Jason, what do you think? This is uh, uh, this was so was so much fun, man. Uh, I think I think we might have something here. We might have something here. Might. We're gonna have to get Leslie like just a mic. Maybe. Yeah. She says nobody wants to hear. She's not in. She's not like no one wants to hear your voice, but we're gonna post your picture, and then everyone's gonna want to hear your voice. Mass, you, you know, people say you have a uh, radio face for radio. Face for radio. You've got a, you've got a, you've got a face for masturbatorial clickbait. Is what I like to call that. Yeah, Okay. We'll, we'll figure it out. Yeah. No. Cheers, uh, sir. Cheers, uh, my job friend. On this was uh, one, and um, this was have, this was a lot of fun. If you ever hear another one, then that means that this was not a disaster, right? Well, so we're gonna we're gonna do some more. Uh, we've we've got people booked. We've got uh, Tim Kennedy booked. We have Brian Mays booked. We've got some people booked. I keep hearing these things. I'll believe it when I see it. Well, I know. We, we also, a- Ashley Kelsch wants to do one with us. We're going to do Fifty Shades of Grey with a lingerie store. Oh. She's going to bring her adult toys in she and show us how to use them. She's into butt play. Well, it's going to fit right in with my comedy. All right, I'm going to pee. All right, he's going to pee, and I'm clicking us off. Thanks, everyone, and uh, go drink Austin Brewery Drive. See ya.